you do something for me? Please? You just picture your life for me? 30 years from now, 40 years from now? What's it look like? If it's with that guy, go. Go! I lost you once. I think I could do it again. If I thought it's what you really wanted. But don't you take the easy way out. What easy way? There is no easy way. No matter what I do, somebody gets hurt. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want. What he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What it's... do you want? What do you want? I have to go. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does I think what it says in the tin. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ellie. And I'm Georgia. Hey, and if you want to know why we got a slight uh, laughter in our voice, check out the coda this week. That's all yeah, I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found out maybe even though it's got a sing-songy nature, maybe it's it's not <laughs> it's not the easiest to get there. Uh, so uh, we are here for episode 80 today, The wow. Notebook. Yeah, 80. 80. 80. Did you ever think we'd reach 80? Well, once we got to 79, it felt pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was questioning when we When we started? No. Episode probably three. Not. Did probably you ever not. Think, no. I think we found some, we, we found our feet and we found a bit of a following. I thought, yeah, it was probably inevitable we'd get here. Because I thought we'd probably last till the end of COVID and then that'd be it. I mean, we're not oh, at the end of to COVID. To be fair, yet, we're not. We, so. It's too early to call that, isn't it? Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe the end of lockdown, you per se. I mean, the yeah. lockdown bit, yeah. Yeah, so, but it's summertime, so it's summertime. I, I got me some time. So, you know, summertime. summertime. We're in the middle of hot film summer. It's hot this film is a very, summer. This is a very summery film this week. It is. Yep. There were lots of shots of summertime, Georgia. Here's the deal. If you're going to react, you have to do it audibly because people can't see you when you make these faces. I don't think it was particularly summery. I think the most... I was love summertime. The most, like, weather obvious bit was the thunderstorm. I wanted that, you know, when the sun is high and the weather is high. He got women, he got women on her... She had more than men on her mind. They actually used that because Rachel McAdams, that song is used in Wedding Crashers. Oh yeah! yeah. So there we with wow, Owen Wilson. Wow. Which are we talking about in a moment? But let's talk about what we charted this week, shall we? It's got to be summertime somewhere. So uh, we charted this week in America, America, in Spain, in Ireland, in Denmark, in South Africa, India, Singapore, number forty-eight in Singapore, wow. in Israel, Finland, Ukraine, Taiwan, Nigeria, Pakistan, number forty-eight here at home in the UK, Yay. number forty-five in Australia. G'day. G'day. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> I was distracted. Number 47 by, uh, by in Switzerland. Way. Go Chakalaka. Um, number 49 in the Czech Republic. Number 26 in Ghana. Number 20 in Malaysia. Number 12 in the Netherlands. Number 6 in Paraguay. And number 1 in Uganda. Woo, again. We're holding the top spot. That's right. Hey, yeah. What's that? Three, four weeks? Sierra Lehu. <laughs> Come on, Sierra Leone. <laughs> Come on back. We left the light on for yeah, so, light on. It's, 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 it's humbling. I mean, we say it all the time. It's humbling. Every now and then I sit and I think about what this actually means. And I go, wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, literally, isn't it? Wow. It's 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 not the it's not the the Owen Wilson wow. It's it's a humbling wow. It's uh, yeah. thank you, folks. There's 
God knows, over a million active podcasts, I think, in the world. And the fact that you chose to spend some time with us, whether it's your first episode or your 80th episode, mm-hmm. not including our specials. I mean, thank uh, you so, yeah. so very, very much. And I found out this week, just a public service announcement, that because we've got so many pieces of content up now, actually, it, Apple seems to only hold the most recent 100. Oh, do they? But if you go back to Podbean and, or get the Podbean app, you uh, can get what we're going to call the archives. The archives. The BFE archives, all oh. the way back to episode one. And may I say, episode one in a firm three-way race for most downloaded episode. Really? Yeah. Against the other two? The Breakfast Club, yep, of course. Of course. And The Dark Knight. Ooh. Coming on like a like a man possessed. Coming on like a sequel. Some, po- <laughs> some episodes just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. Of course. Uh, so that's that promo, though. Let's go ahead and do some promos. All my promo lines are outdated. I have not updated them. So uh, last week, we did two, sir, with love. We did. Uh, we also had a great episode on my birthday, of all things, whoop, whoop. with Jay Salahi from Northwood Pies. We reviewed the film and then spoke to him about making the film. That was amazing. What episode. a lovely chap. Oh, I know. Yep. Uh, and then we also, um, if you haven't already caught it, check out episode six, the last of our Keeping It Low Key Low episodes. Key, yeah. A good one. I like that. Yeah. Ethan did a good job. Yep, he did a very good job. And uh, also, just while we're uh, as soon as we're done this, we're going to record our real roundtable yeah. on best sports movies. And at the end of which, we'll announce what the next real roundtable is. Plus, one last thing to plug: next week, uh, after we're done our regular episode, we're going to record our mailbag. Yeah, mailbag, yeah. mailbag. So get, them, get those questions in their mailbag to a mailbag boogaloo. Get them <laughs> around quickly. In, it ha- well, it's been two months. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So we'll get that. Wow. We'll get that out there. It's it's really easy content. I have to prepare anything. I just have to be ready to answer questions. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you can see how good I am, am I off the cuff. <laughs> I'm okay. Um, yeah, very good off the cuff. But please get them in. And film related are great. Non film related even better. <laughs> I love a non film related. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's good times. It's good. So let's talk about our reflections and corrections. And also, we do a lot of corrections. We don't reflect a lot in this segment, I thought. <laughs> yeah, it's always corrections, isn't it? We, we, we say other people's reflections. We don't say our reflections. I will say well, I that. I think Liam had to reflect on Greece. He did, yeah, he did reflect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to come back and, and justify what you've done. Um, <laughs> but, but reflecting, I, I, word. I really enjoyed last week's episode on Sir Love. Me too. Not just the film, independent of the film, but the actual conversations that allowed us to have. I really, really, really enjoyed that. I thought Ellie's vocals were, if I'm being honest, I thought Ellie's vocals were a bit low in the mix. So I don't know if we just forgot to do Ellie's vocals. So we have checked her levels today. So I feel okay with that. But, hello. Hello, yes. But I really enjoyed that. And it was nice to kind of uh, share a bit. I don't know. I guess my teacher self, I suppose. Not film yeah, teacher self, but teacher self. A little bit self. of our past as well. A little bit of Actually, it was good fun to tell some, some stories it from was, back in the it? day. So that was good. And then uh, Jay Salahi. What, what, what more can I say wow. about that? Good guy. Good guy and thoroughly enjoyed um, being able to talk to him. And, and, and actually go, okay, this part here. Specifically, I'm never going to get Christopher Nolan in the room. And go, explain no, that shot. Exactly, yeah. And I got to talk to Jay Salahi and go, there's just a couple of shots. I'm talking about why did you choose this and why did you choose that? And someone went, oh. I feel much more informed now. And someone went, yeah, yeah. I didn't get it. <laughs> I, didn't understand that. I didn't get it. <laughs> and he wished me a happy birthday. And he did wish cool. you a happy birthday. Didn't wish Yay. me a happy birthday. So there we go. So uh, let's talk about what other people come up with. Uh, I think it was Alex from Main Street Finance who said that the third uh, musketeer who we couldn't remember was Athos. Athos. Yeah. So I think we got, was it Aramis and Pothos? Pothos? Porthos? Pothos? Pothos. Sure. Porthos. Uh, so there we go. A friend, that'll be, a, that'll be a, a reflection and correction next week. Yeah, <laughs> friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Wow, Dwayne Smith. 
Oh. All around you. <laughs> Said. <laughs> See, off the cuff. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Said, uh, it was a very enlightening episode. This is to serve with love. Learned a lot about teaching and even heard the pilot for Ian's new cooking show today. We, we had firecracker chicken with a little bit of sweet and sour chicken on the side. We did. I we just did. had sweet and sour Over chicken. Over a bed of rice with some chopped up scallions or spring onions, if you will, spring on top. <laughs> yeah. Scallions is a weird word. It is. I think it sounds more cooked. Cookish, more chefish. I think it does. Yeah, it's, it sounds like you've like gone. It's like pirate treasure or something. Yeah. Scallions. We're, we're gonna go ourselves. It some sounds scallions. like a ship. We got some scallions. Scallion? Seafood yeah. I could give you. But Army not. hearties. Oh, we've got ourselves a scallion. Uh, Dwayne did say though. I probably never watched the film, but all the stories and little insights were brilliant. And which point I'd say thank you, Dwayne. But I would say watch the film. The film's good. Yeah. I don't know what stop. If, if you like Dead Poet Society, and who doesn't? Exactly. Watch to serve with love. Me. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's just, just period. A galleon's a ship. <laughs> a galleon, yeah. Put some galleons on top of that. Uh, Russell the Post, he said, I'm very confident I'll never watch this movie. That's a shame. Yeah, Russell, go and watch it. But despite that, I genuinely thought this is one of your best episodes. Love the random tangents and love the teaching insights from Ian. I also have had many jobs where I've been paid in cash weekly, because that was a conversation we had uh, last week. We didn't, yeah. No, we did. No, yes, we did. Oh, I was like, you definitely said we didn't. No, no. <laughs> are you, you started are you, saying we did are indeed. Are you calling our posty a liar? <laughs> no, we did. And I was going to say, and we indeed. But I didn't say, um, oh. I said we didn't. Um. Uh, all right. Um, and he says, he, I, I said that this, this is like a fantastic piece of, of, of feedback. Thank you so much. And you're more than welcome. I really mean it, though. Didn't think I'd have such a great time when I first started listening. Special shout out to Liam for his own school tale. So there we go. Uh, thank you. Uh, the Woke Tale podcast said, haven't seen the movie, but we're excited for the episode. Hope they liked it. Mindbenders was the word of the, the day. I believe it was Dwayne and Russell who came back with that one. So thank yep. you. Uh, Hermie said, before I forget, did you mean Dead Poet Society when you said throw the books out like in Goodwill Hunting? Just at a loss or place in that scene in Goodwill Hunting because it's so rare, I have to say it. Ian is not always right. There's a mistake. <laughs> he also suggested hashtag Ian also makes mistakes. I said, guy, we well, got too much branding already. <laughs> too many catchphrases to keep up with. I'm getting in trouble for it. We'll leave it where it is. Uh, a, later. And then Julene said, had a super American moment for about five minutes listening to BFE review to serve of love when she realized that chips did not mean potato chips. No. Well, I'd be fair. They are still potato chips. No, they're still potatoes, yeah. But. Yeah, but, but like crisps. Potatoes. What we would call crisps in this country. Salt and vinegar, barbecue, you know, sour cream and onion. Ready oh, salted. Ready salted, which is just regular Not in the United salted. States. You have to add the salt yourself. Do you? There's, you can buy ready shape. salted. Yeah, oh, no, Smith's, I mean, Smith's you, can, crisps. you can buy. Smith's crisps, you said the yeah, packets. Yeah, I'm yeah. old enough to remember that. Not yeah. ready salted, yeah. yeah. Um, so um, she said that... Um, Shout out to the peeps across the pond. Love you guys. I'm almost to the end, and I was not disappointed. BFE did a fantastic job, as usual. Thank you. And that is why Julene leads my list of shout outs this week. <laughs> Julene, for everything you do, this shout out's for you. Oh. I just ripped off Budweiser there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Griff and the Paul and Griff Show. Kids, what are we watching tonight? Hopefully, you're listening to the best film ever podcast. Uh, Dwayne Smith, uh, Peter Loves Movies, which was a new one. For the love. Thank you. And a recommendation. Thank you very much. Josh from your next favorite movie best month ever is approaching where we're going to have a different member of the BFE on every week with Josh from your next favorite movie. Yeah. Uh, have we all recorded now? Mm-hmm. All of I us. did mine this morning. There we go. So I think we're all in the can, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. I gave some sneaky opinions on the notebook. 
during my recording because it won't release until afterwards there we go (laughs) um had a nice message from ed from the film effect podcast if you remember last week i said it was really nice we both did point break and yet we weren't like don't listen to theirs listen to ours and i said no it was great we both promoted each other's pods and that's the way it should be should be yeah and so ed got back and said i'm just now getting around to listening to this episode and i heard ian's comments on our pod relationship but i wanted to say sincerely thank you thank you thank you means a lot now i'm gonna go enjoy the rest of this episode and that's my thing you know there's room for everybody to win yeah someone asked me i don't know if i have it down here i don't think it's not race is it someone asked me and they went what would uh Oh, I've got it later on. So I'll, I'll put There's more coming on that note. Here we Ooh, go. But I also got a whole. Note. I also heard from Sean from the Film Effect podcast. You don't hear as much. Much like you, Liam, he just got Twitter. Ah, okay. So, you know, he's he's their version of you, I suppose. Hey. And the fact that he didn't do Twitter. Nice. Uh, but he uh, he says, my apologies for missing Ian's guest appearance on our Hateful Eight episode of the Film Effect Post, but I dig the opportunity to rap cinematic with you on air in the near future. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to go back to the Film Effect podcast. It was yeah. a good time I had. It was a good time I had. We 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 talked for like three hours. Three hours, yeah. Like imagine like one of our things, but I just get to come in with just like random insights and just talk. <laughs> I don't do any of the prep. Just show up and just talk. We're just, not there to rein him back in. <laughs> exactly. Have you seen the episode of How Much Your Mother when Ted realizes he's gone full Ted Mosby? He's reading mm-hmm. it in like he's the native Italian. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a couple moments where I'm like, I am going full Ted Mosby on this film full here. Mosby. <laughs> Intervention. There we go. <laughs> Alex from Main Street Finance. Love the Loki episode six review. Fantastic. Fantastic as always. Thanks to shout out, but he has a slight grumble. That's trademarked, I believe, actually. That is, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did no one make a Rick Sanchez reference to He Who Remains? That's all I could think about. I said, Who the heck is Rick Sanchez? Yeah. Apparently, it's a Rick and Morty reference. Oh, I have no idea. I went, um, saw it once, the pilot didn't take. You know, I gotta keep watching. I'm like, No, it's kind of like what Clear for Takeoff is. I went, No, grounded. Don't want to yeah. watch this anymore. Yeah. He looks too much like Marty McFly. The old man looks like Doc Brown. I'm like, no, I got better versions of those two characters in my life. Yeah, I don't see the fascination. All I know is that there is a, there's a sentient pickle at some point. I'm not a massive fan of... Sentient pickle. Outside of the... I mean, I've done The Simpsons. <laughs> I've done Family Guy. I've, I, think I've, I think I've outgrown the, the animation as a TV comedy thing. Oh, I don't know. I call it the Harlequin one. There's a Harlequin cartoon? There's a Harlequin cartoon. It's, right. it's an adult cartoon. I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Film Rage, for all the love. The Family Plot Podcast, for all the love. Placid, which is the name of the podcast, asked, who would win a tug of war between you and the Film Effect pod, as far as analysis went? And I said, uh, there's I said, more of us. I said, no, I said we're on the same side of the rope. Ooh, nice. Who are we pulling against? Why are we? Why well, I'm we're not somebody exactly. else? But what, we're not. We're not. We're not in a competition. It's, it's, no not, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not opposition. No, it's, someone else. Maybe some true crime people. We don't really have a lot of true crime friends. We're up against the true crime because we're here to say enough with the murders. Let's have some fun. Some of us movies, the horror movie people. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, hindsight movie reviews. SWO Productions. Hermes from the Scuttlebutt podcast says he might not be feeling the notebook. He says, "Oh boy, do we have some opinions?" But we'll wait a little to spill those, and maybe we'll hear theirs at the end of the episode. Ooh. The Ocho Duro no, Parlay yeah. Hour. Malice after midnight. Our friends at the Effin Nerds podcast got through that. Without Ellie cut me off this week. That was good. Well done. Uh, that song from that movie, Carlo from Thief's Monthly Movie Loot. Uh, that song from that movie, uh, I think I've already said them. Even the Score <laughs> podcast, the MCU and Me podcast, for rating us really quite highly. They were like, who, who are some podcasts people got to listen to? They listed us first. I was like, God bless you. Thank you. Uh, Deborah Maria Ramos, uh, just kind of low key, just references up about once a week, recommends <laughs> us. Thank you so much. The Ratchet Book Club, Adam Y, the, Mac, the Manic Pixie Weirdo podcast, the Northwood Pie official Twitter account. 
account. Thanks for the love this week. Also follows me. Yep. Uh, we had two, and me. We had two birthdays this week. Uh, Alex from Ancient Finance asked, who do I Venmo the sponsor of the pod with pizza? Does Venmo <laughs> transfer dollars to pounds? I went, I can do you one worse than that. Venmo doesn't exist in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't you know this is the guy whose gimmick is, you know, finance. Yeah. <laughs> Just a thought. What is Venmo? Uh, Venmo is a it's way like by PayPal. which it's, it's like it's it's like PayPal, but it's like in how it's like in country. Yeah. So it would be it's kind of like how if you gave me your bank details, Ellie, I could just ping you thirty quid. Okay, but in the yeah. UK, for some, I, I guess it's a like a, a, a it's a version of that. It doesn't mean you have to give someone out your your entire bank. Oh, so okay. you could go online and say, "Here's my Venmo account." If you want to give me some money, oh, okay. as opposed to just my bank details, which I don't think I really want to give. And then the world, then the Venmo details them yeah, like, they, your I'm sure they get like a small percentage yeah, they get yeah, something yeah, yeah. yeah uh Dwayne Smith that's friend of the podcast Dwayne Smith Dwayne Smith wow I think I'm oh raising up these rankings oh my god what was that that was horrible and he made a list of podcasts he listens to because of BFE and uh Dan Mackeltz the you gotta see this podcast uh gave us a shout out in response for the support we give the indie pods and I'm like hey buddy I'm like Troy Bolton we're all in this together yeah, that's what I feel. Um, but if, if it helps, though, I said if if you want to consider us like a giant team, we're like the Avengers, and we will call Captain America. That's fine. Yeah, we're, we're Cap. Yeah, we're Can assembling everybody together. You still be Scarlet Witch, but I, okay, I'm Cap. Okay, okay, I'm 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 Miss Marvel. You're Miss Marvel. <laughs> Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel? Who can miss Miss Marvel? I don't know who Miss Marvel is. No, either. Oh. Uh, Ellie, do you want to call an Avenger since I'll, we're doing it? I'll be Black Widow then. There we go. I saw Black Widow this week. It was good. I'm going to leave that for a future because we might do a see it or skip it on it. Let's there we do go. that. Yeah. Um, so uh, finally, we got a, a, a review on Apple Podcasts that said, this is a great podcast. Four friends that have an intelligent, honest conversation about the movies they like, and it's a great show to get movie trivia, sorry, movie trivia from. That's from that's from Alan Zoid. So whoever Alan Zoid is, thanks. Thank you very much. I'll tell you what. I remember day when I went ahead and saw it. It was only yesterday. I think I saw that. And I went, oh, I can't wait to show some team because it's nice to get stuff on the official Apple Podcast. Five stars, yeah, all that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, it's cool. So thank you very much. So if you want to make our days, give us a review. We do like the Apple Podcast stuff. Uh, Ellie, you want to go ahead with? Oh, I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I'm going to talk, give a little shout out to Bruce, who sent us a lovely message on Facebook. Um, Bruce is a Presbyterian pastor and um, says that our pod helps with movie references for his sermons. Aww. So that was a lovely message to receive. Hopefully less profanity. Message. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> yeah, not don't listen to the Northwood Pie episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Bruce. So thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, I did get a chance. It pinged up on my phone as well. And I went, that's lovely. That's very cool. He's the one who tipped me off that you couldn't get our first 23 things. Oh, really? He's like, where do I find this early stuff? And I'm like, what do you mean? And I went looking for one. Oh, so try, we, we were up for George's birthday, actually, when it was coming across. And I was like, uh, maybe try the uh, the Podbean app. And he went, yeah, got it. Good to go. So, uh, thanks, cool. Bruce. 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 Name, Bruce. Name of the shark in, in Jaws, isn't it? It Bruce. is. Yep. It's also the name of the shark in funding name. Is it? Yeah. And then That's I got, probably why, then. Yeah. So, um yeah. That was that. So let's talk about The Notebook. Um, why are we doing this film? This film was Ellie's choice. Uh, Ellie, why did you choose this film? Because I love it. Um, <laughs> spoilers. Um, yeah, it's it definitely could be the best film ever for me. I love this film. Um, <laughs> I did make a prediction someone, before someone we went on. This. <laughs> yeah, I made yeah. a prediction before we turned the mics on. 
Well, you already know that. <laughs> well, I know. I, who knows? Maybe over the long process of doing the pod, maybe you saw different things this time. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know what? I went into it thinking, you know what? Maybe I won't love this film as much as I used to. Um, maybe I have, you know, I haven't seen it for a long time. So maybe I will have observed different things and think differently about it. Um, we'll save that for a little bit later, shall we? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I... I, you know, I first watched this probably early teens and um, fell in love with the film. Um, always makes me cry at the end. Um, Just the end. Say, <laughs> well, previously, yes. This time, I was a flipping wreck the whole way through. Uh, oh, yeah. my God. I cried so many times. Slightly ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but uh, is romance a genre that you tend to lean into in general? Sometimes. It definitely used to be. Um, so I do have my favorites from sort of when I when I started watching films, I guess. Um, nowadays, I find there's quite a lot of cliche in a lot of romantic films. And romantic it's, it's hard because a lot's been done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so how do you yeah, do something so, that feels new and original? Yeah, so I'd say I don't necessarily steer towards it so much now as I used to, but there are certain romance films that I do really, really love. On that note, um, are you kind of a fan of all the Nick... Um, oh my word! I just forgot. Uh, Nicholas, Nicholas Sparks. Sparks. That's it. Nicholas Sparks adaptations. I'm thinking specifically a Walk to Remember is the one that jumps out at me. I haven't seen that one. Have you not? Oh wow! Okay, I've Shane West, Mandy Moore. I've not seen that either. Oh, I'd highly recommend it. Oh, okay. I do like it. I, I sort of watched it in protest. Yeah, I was in a relationship at the time, and I went, I don't really want to watch this. The time it was over. It's a it's a long film. Like, it feels like a. But at the end, I was like, okay, this is taking me on a journey, and I actually feel like I, like, like I really appreciate the journey I've gone on. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll look out for. I'd that. say there was more of a plot than maybe some other movies. <laughs> um. So uh, outside of that, I've seen it. Liam, you've seen it. Yeah, I only see it recently as well. Georgia, I have never seen it before. Okay, so there's where we go. What was the last time you, Liam? You said famously you saw it two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You said at the end of the last pod. Ellie, how long has it been for you? Maybe about five years. Yeah, I've been probably. This might only be my second time seeing it. Really? Yeah. I've seen it about five times now. Uh, and there were some scenes that I, I remembered. I remembered. I remembered. Oh, I remembered. Yes. Um, and some that I didn't, but I'll tell you the ones that I remembered when we, we get to those because obviously they made an impact because, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, the film was directed and written by Nick Casaventes, who also did John Q, The Other Woman, and My Sister's Keeper. So he seems to know kind of his audience, I think. Mm-hmm. Two of the three of those definitely ended up primarily female demographic. Two of the three of them starring my favorite, that's Canadian dry humor, actress <laughs> Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Jeez. Thankfully, I've never seen either of those two films. The other woman or my sister's keeper. Well, she's retired now, so. Um, <laughs> some, some gifts do just keep on giving. <laughs> Cinematography by Robert Fraser, Frazy, who did. Now, how's this for an opposite of this film? Ronin. Wow. Enemy at the Gates. Hotel Rwanda. What? And then does this. That's incredible. It's insane. And he's just music, music by, well, I don't know if he's diverse. He seems to be like everything on one line and then just did this for some reason. I need like, some money. And then music by, well, I, I'm going to disagree with you on that one because I don't think this was supposed to be as big of a hit. I don't think this was. A, um, this is not a film where you were taking it to go, oh, this is a, this is no, can't yeah. miss money. No, far from it. Music by Aaron Zygman, who also did. Uh, this guy seems to know his wheelhouse. Uh, Sex in the City, <laughs> one and two. Flicka, The Ugly Truth, 
And he said, trying to set something up because he forgot to do it earlier. I'm going to do it right now. So hopefully no one uh, gets in the way of it. He said he did uh, a little pop song co-writing. And so I'm going to put on a little snippet from the song that he co-wrote if I can get there in time. Oh, wow. He said, he said, he said. Uh, That'd be, be interesting. Here it is. So put it there. Um, so uh, does anybody even remember this song? I do remember it. Let's have a listen. Oh, do I have it? So, yeah, so that was Come On Over, Baby by uh, Christina Aguilera. I don't really remember that. I, I, I also remember that. All I Want Is You. I do remember the chorus. It's not one of her bigger hits. Yeah. But I'm like, all it right. It sounds familiar. Yeah, so he was doing pop music and then got into films. Why not? So, good job on him. I, I remember that song. It's, I think it's an underrated kind of Christina. It's from, like, her lost years in between, like, when she was, like, I'm a genie in a bottle. Oh. And like and like Candyman. Do you know, right? Genie in a bottle. I got that through the post. You know when you sign up to these things with record companies where they go, we'll send you out leaflets and new artists that are coming out and blah, blah, blah. No. Well, back nope. in the day. You used to Canada's be- really big, so you can't do stuff like that. Oh, okay. So you used to get like, a, if you bought a CD, uh, you'd have a little leaflet inside saying, write off to us, say what music you're interested in, and then they will send you information about new artists and sometimes send you a cassette tape. Okay. And they sent me a cassette tape of Christina Aguilera, Genie in a Bottle. Okay. And I got that before the, the shops uh, got it type thing. And I thought, God, this is all right. I don't mind this. And, uh, and then she became this huge big star. Just a lesson in, in marketing because she's hands down. It's not even close. She's like five times the singer Britney Spears is. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> but she's always like been like Diet Coke version but she was, she was riding off the success of Britney Spears. Well, I don't know if she was riding off the success of She was just the next artist they were trying to launch, and yeah. she was just another teen girl. She was. But, man, so much better voice. Yeah. Yeah. Has done. So, um, I don't know, Ellie, any, any thoughts on Christina Aguilera before we move on? I really love Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears. All right. So. Christina, can, see, Christina can really sing. Yeah, she's I've got nothing but, but say what you're on about pop music or about the song she said, but when she lets it go, she can sing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she's she's amazing. Britney's yeah. just like massive nostalgia for me. Britney's just really good at was always good at knowing how to package herself. So she was she, back to the thing <laughs> where we said, is this person a movie star or are they a great actor? Mm-hmm. You know, Christina Aguilera was kind of both a great singer and a pop star. Britney was a great pop star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was she in burlesque? Christina Aguilar? Christina, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. So that's good. Movie. And she had that great Moulin Rouge. You know, she's part of the... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And if you want to hear more about <laughs> us, us talking about Moulin Rouge, go check out the archives. That's yeah. Moulin Rouge in On the Podbean, archives. On Podbean, though. <laughs> On Podbean. You have to remind me every time. It's Podbean. Okay. If I say archives, Podbean. Podbean. <laughs> All right. So the rights to uh, Nicholas Sparks' novel were acquired by New Line Cinema in 1996. Wow. Uh, which caught the attention of director Steven Spielberg in 1998, uh, who wanted to film it with a different actor as Noah Calhoun. More on him later. Spielberg, however, went to other projects, which led to Jim Sheridan becoming attached to direct. Filming was ready to start in 99, but pushed back because of rewrites. Sheridan eventually backed out in October 2000 to work on a different film. Then a guy called Martin Campbell entered directions. I think Martin Campbell does Bond movies. I could be wrong on that. But he was in a negotiation director in March 2001. But before that, he was replaced by Nick Casaventes a year later. Mm. Uh, 
early in development, another actor was going to play young Noah and another actor as the older Noah, but I'll leave that there. Ellie, you chose the film. Am I missing anything so far? I'm interested in that. Um, I know that none of it was none of it was filmed in um, in Seabrook, but it was filmed in in Charleston. Um, so in like nearby, but not actually where it's supposed to be. Um, and then the the battle scene was filmed on a battleground. I can't remember the name of which name of the battleground. Yep, and there was a little bit that was uh, the, the, actually the battlefield. I know this; it was filmed just outside Montreal, Quebec. Hey. Why have you hooked that up? There's going to yes. be. A, well, right. keep in mind, there's a lot of Canadian content in this film. Is there? Oh, yes. Oh, there okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of Canadians in this film. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all I really had for context, Ellie. I don't know if you had anything else. Uh, just that in 2019, it was announced that The Notebook would be adapted into a Broadway musical. What? Which I thought we might all find quite exciting. Yeah. Um, and um, that for that musical, um, Nicholas Sparks is going to be involved as a producer alongside Kevin McCollum and Kurt Deutsch. Yep. Oh. So who knows? Maybe maybe another chance for us, and it's a musical to do a crossover. It amazes me when there they pick go. films that are going to be put on the West End. <sighs> it, 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 we'll talk about the relative, whether we like this or not, and that, that's fine. I, I, I hate that everything on the West End is now something that already existed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, very few people are creating new things anymore. I think the, one of the last original shows to come out was Book of Mormon. Yeah. Book of Mormon, At least yeah. now they're turning West End stuff into films. Yeah, I guess. It's just the same thing in reverse, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I, and I'm a giant hypocrite because I'm really excited about Back to the Future the musical. Me too. And I'm really excited about Moulin Rouge. I am. And me. But I also want to see new things as well come yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And I feel like we're not going to, it's just going to be, we're going to see the films that we loved in the 80s and 90s remade as musicals. Because that's who goes and sees, for the most part, West End shows as an older crowd. Well, in um, February next year, I'm off to see The Waitress. Waitress. waitress it's like joker. joker there's no the okay the waitress. it's so good no, it's waitress no it no it is no, waitress. waitress you keep saying the waitress we're saying waitress does it really matter waitress. yes it's a title <laughs> all right waitress <laughs> i'm going to see waitress not the waitress there you go the waitress would imply that it's about like oh no it is about one waitress it is about but one it waitress makes, it but it's about it her job as a waitress as a waitress rather than it just being called waitress yeah so let's go into the film shall we so there's some piano and some rowing in the sunrise and sunset and uh aaron zigman i think his name was from the all i want is you uh, i really like the score in this movie i thought it was really good this opening took it felt like it took about eight hours it was a long opening so long <laughs> it was a long opening uh, what I really loved about this opening, going back to it, is that it's um, this beautiful piano score, isn't it? And um, when you know the story and about the the fact that she plays the piano and it's what helps her to remember. I, I, hadn't, really I hadn't clicked cool. on that. Yeah. And you get the geese flying as well and the, <laughs> the red sunset and the, the rowing. The geese. lovely CGI, CGI geese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were just flying in the perfect place for like five different shots. Just, and the geese will be important later in the movie as well. So there's that. Um, and then we have, uh, there's an old lady looking out at the river from what looks like a plantation house. And we then meet Duke. Duke played by James Garner. Liam, you know any James Garner stuff? Yeah, he was in um, Space Cowboys, I think. Aliens um, versus Cowboys? Or is there something no, called Space Cowboys? No, no, um, thing They had, um, I'm pretty sure, I only ever see it once. I think I had Clint Eastwood in it. I oh, think. no, Cowboys versus Aliens. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, no, it wasn't that. 
And I Wasn't think, that? No, 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 no. Oh, no, it is Space Cowboys. You're right. And it's got Tommy Lee Jones in it. Yeah, and, you're right. And stuff. I'm yeah, Cowboys vs. Aliens is Costner or something like that. No, that's um, uh, Daniel Craig, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just going to stop saying things. You seem to know it all. I and, can confirm that Space Cowboys does have Clint Eastwood. In there we go. Oh, okay. And also, he was in a TV series back in the 70s. I know this. Yeah, Rockford Rock, Files? Rockford Files. Loved it. Was it was good. So good. It was always on in Canada. Yeah, was, yeah. Jim Rockford. Jim Rockford. Um, and I knew him from some people. Um, I knew him from My Fellow Americans. It's a movie uh, where he plays an ex. It's like a buddy. It's like a buddy cop movie where he and like his former other, like, so like the Democrat ones are Republican, yeah, yeah. and they have to team up to like stop this like thing that's threatening to take over the White House. And they're both like unsuccessful okay. presidents who hate each other. <laughs> but it's like a it's like it's like an old man buddy movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah. great. It's what him it? and Jack Lemmon. Oh, cool. One yeah. of the one of the um, biggest films that you'd probably recognize is The Great Escape. Was oh, he that? Yeah, he was also in Eight, eight Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. Oh, okay. After, what's his name, dies? Oh, the guy from Three's Company. Uh, Come and knock on our door. Oh, what's the guy's name? I don't know. Oh, this is going to bug me now. <laughs> anyway, after he dies, what they do is they get Katie Siegel, who was the wife in the show. They get uh, her dad, played by... Um, James Rockford himself, Mr. Uh, James Gardner, sorry, to come and live. And it was a nice little addition to it. Uh, it would be John Ritter. That's who I'm thinking of. John Ritter. Oh, he, yes. He, yeah. He died famously on. He died. Yeah, and he yeah. was just having a big comeback with this he show. Was, it, it was he? fairly yeah. big. And that's what gave us Kaylee Cuoco, who would later go on to do Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. So there we go. Uh, anyway, he's looking out. Or So early in the 2001 treatment, he was going to be played by someone else. Ellie, do you have who was supposed to play Duke originally? Um, I don't have who was going to play. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, do you want me to just tell you? Yes. It was Paul Newman. Paul Newman oh. was originally going to be. Oh, I think Garner's really good in this. I love Paul Newman. Yeah, though. I do too. Oh. But I think, but is Garner bad? Like, Garner's no, great. Garner's not bad in this, but I'm a big Paul Newman fan. Yeah. So uh, who was Duke? He was the father. Duke is the old guy who's telling the story. Old Noah. He went by Duke for the first half of the film, so you don't get there too early. I didn't pick that up. Yeah. I just knew it was him already. You know when the kids came <laughs> over and his son looked forlorn? Yeah. <laughs> he was the father of the, the kids. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's, he's our narrator. Yeah, yeah. the narrator, yeah. yeah. He's Noah. He's old Noah. Um, he old says Noah, he's a yeah. common man with common and thoughts. Um, he's funny and big day today, but he says that every day. Ellie. Um, so when Paul Newman was originally um, cast as older Noah, um, they... They'd, they'd previously cast um, young Noah as someone else as well, um, which was George Clooney. George and, um, Clooney. George Clooney decided that he didn't look didn't look enough like Paul Newman <laughs> for it to work. I think he's a bit. I'm too not old. sure Ryan Gosling looks anything like James Garner. But, should, but Ryan Gosling and Paul Newman. Oh, they they both have a similar actually, nose. Gosling and Newman, you're not wrong. Could you, could you imagine? Yeah, They're exactly. not wrong. But yeah. they they look more alike. Don't they? <laughs> yep. Um, and then we meet uh, Alice, and Alice is played by Gina Rollins. Uh, do you know who Gina Rollins is in relation to someone else in the movie, Ellie? I do indeed. I was stunned. I never knew this. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, she's Nick Cassavetes' mother, so the director's mother. Oh, Nepotism! But no, she's really good in this. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and so Duke's come to read to her, and the nurse says that we'll like him. He's very funny. And I'm like, I just said he was very funny. So did, thank huh? you, Nursey. Um, you notice there's a lot of black nurses 
Yeah. <laughs> a lot of black orderlies mm-hmm. waiting on a lot of white people. Mm-hmm. They're, in the, they're in the South. I know they're in the South, but, but you, you can't have a couple of white people no, on staff. You thought, wouldn't you? Or a couple of black patients. Yeah. This. Yeah, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> even, if even if it's not accurate to the time, like for a modern audience, it looks wrong. Like This has got to be like the like the 90s, 2000. It's got to be modern day. It's got to be 2004. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah. it feels a bit tone deaf. It does. Yeah. It does. But we've come a long way since then. Since 2004? Yeah. I suppose. I think maybe we're more likely to look and ask that question than yeah. we were back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, they go to a solarium and Alice is confused. And then we go June 6, 1940, and we're going to a carnival, and we learn about Noah and Allie, and Allie was only 17. Now, Georgia, did you know instantly the story they're reading is about the two of them? Yes. Okay. I didn't. You know? Not the first time I watched it, no. I didn't. Either. I think I picked that pretty quick. Did you? I think so. As soon as it Otherwise, was- is this just the princess bride for older audiences? Maybe, but I, is this I, a kissing book? I honestly didn't. I honestly didn't pick it up until later on. <laughs> no, I definitely <laughs> a kissing book. Started reading a book to her. I was like, oh well, this is it, these two then, and it meant that the whole film was because repredi- really clearly, because clearly she's got some sort of um, memory loss. We don't know what at this time, mm. but she's got an issue, and so he's coming to read her a story. But it's a story about two people who fall in love, and it's kind of like really. So it's just something you made up, or is this probably? You guys. And the fact that it's, they never like say what book it is or it's not like an actual like bound published book. And you go, right, okay, this is yeah. just him reading. Ugh. All right. Um, I saw it differently. And so um, Noah's dressed in black. This is young Noah. And Ali is dressed in red, just like the older characters were at the start of the movie. Oh, oh, so yes. there's that link. Ah. Uh, Noah wants, uh, Noah's hanging out with Finn and Finn is the short guy from he's just not that into you. If you've seen that, I like him. He's funny. He's good in a lot of things. He he's, got, he's got that underdog, plucky, grateful for everything he gets yeah. kind of, kind of feel about him. Yeah. Ellie, have you seen he's just not that into you? Yeah, I think, is that the one with, um, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Aniston? Yes. Yeah. It's the big ensemble. The yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't remember him in it. <laughs> His character's trying to get into a relationship with Scarlett Johansson the whole film, and she keeps turning him down. And eventually he ends up with Drew Barrymore. Spoilers. Oh. It's a huge oh. ensemble piece. It's okay. It sounds a huge yeah. There's so many people in that film. It's, 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 as far as rom-coms go, I think it's a really nice little movie. I really do like oh, it. Cool. Um, Noah wants a dance. She goes, no. He goes, why not? She goes, because I don't want to. And I'm going, that's good enough that's for me. good enough yeah. answer. Yep. He won't stop, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I want to know who the friend is, though, with the pigtails and the plunging morals. <laughs> <laughs> there was a friend who was all like, if she's supposed to be rich as well, it's like the pigtails are here and the bosom is a heathen. <laughs> I, yeah. Just she practically had like a bikini on. Yeah, in a time that that wouldn't have been. That would not have been a thing. Yeah, would that surprise you that I liked her? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't think so. Um, and so Noah almost completely kills himself because he runs onto the Ferris wheel, and so they're already set on the Ferris wheel, and and Ali's there. Play. Oh, oh I, actually, I have who they play in a minute. So just one moment. And so, but as Ali is sitting there with her date, it seems Noah runs through as it spins around. Mm-hmm. Lacks of security ever. They may as well be working the Martin it's King's Lynn. Boys. <laughs> Very and up then. they go, and they sit down, and she tells him. Ali gets mad, and the guy at the ground says, "You can't do that," and he stops the Ferris wheel. To which point, then um, you can't have more than two people in the yeah. Noah car. like grabs a hold of one of the support beams and just starts hanging there, and ba- he won't like 
get himself to safety until she agrees to go on a date with him. Absolute blackmail and guilt trip is horrible. <laughs> yep. He makes her say yes over and over and over again. But she can't run back on him. Well, here's the thing. She then pulls his trousers down. Now, I'm sorry. He's still hanging here, and now he's lost the ability to use his legs. <laughs> I never thought of that. But rather than go, how are we going to fix this? We just cut to the next day. Maybe, maybe this is one of those grease things, and he actually just dies. Because you would all an imagination. Because you would have to swing and then perch your Mm. legs, but you can't like move them. They're like locked into one position. He's so eating it. Like this is so. He's he's just hanging there until I spin it around. Yeah, spin around. I have to ride the whole thing. Uh, So let's talk about them, shall we? So meet Noah Calhoun, played by Ryan Gosling. As Ellie told us, early in 2001, there was a treatment in which he was going to be George Clooney. No way. Did you find someone who was supposed to play him in the Steven Spielberg treatment? I did in 1996, yes. We're a month late for our real roundtable, but it could have been... Yeah. Tom Cruise. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if you had put... Hmm. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. I I think he's too old to do. Yeah. Because they went young with these two. No, yeah, they did. Which is is better. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's better to be almost. At this point, they're both relatively unknown. Yeah. So, yeah. I I prefer the casting now. I just wish they had Paul Newman. But, of course, this is Ryan Gosling, who's from. Oh, God bless him. One of the I'm, one of the one of the two Canadian Ryans, Georgia. Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling. I love Ryan Gosling. I prefer Gosling. Ryan Reynolds. Do you? Yeah. I don't. Ryan Gosling um, can act. Like Ryan, Ryan Gosling can act. Ryan yeah, Reynolds yeah, yeah. is good at playing Ryan Reynolds. He plays Ryan Reynolds well, in everything. Yeah. Maybe I need everything to everything he does well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very well. <laughs> yeah, but Ryan Gosling is an abs he's one of the greatest actors of our time. Maybe and you'd never think that he was from Yeah. And you'd never think he was from the Disney Club, would you? No, no, no. You have seen him in a different film. What have I seen him in? He was in Remember the Titans. He was. He had a very bit role, oh, yeah. and Ellie and I were talking about how. I was like, oh my God, it's Ryan Gosling. I, like, yeah. I, I remember saying, Ryan Gosling's wasted in this film. It was like his third film ever. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't remember Remember the Titans. This is oh, really? <laughs> so, no, but Ryan Gosling, well, of course, La La Land. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that there one. There it is. There's yeah. someone in the crowd. Bum, ba, See, I don't think da, he's da, acting da, as great in that, da. though. Oh, Come on! I thought the film was good. I think it was good, well written. Oh, I love Ryan. I love Ryan Gosling as a tortured soul, which this film will give me lots of actually. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, because the bits where like he's sitting down, that whole bit where she goes off and oh, that's what I'm saying. He does tortured soul really, really well. But it is charming. I'm like anybody can do charming guy 101. That's maybe why I'm a bit like. "Eh." I'm going actually the sad bit's quite impressive. I got a film recommendation for you if you like that, but we'll come to it at the end of the of the review. Ellie. I have a question for everybody else on the pod. Huh? Do you think that Ryan Gosling is an attractive man? Yes. Yeah, I do, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what you're going to bring up. Yeah, I think Ryan Gosling's a very attractive man. He's much more attractive with the beard, but he needed to sort his hair out. <laughs> One more thing, just before you reveal this. Have you seen Love and Other Drugs? No. No, Crazy Stupid Love. I mean, Crazy Stupid crazy Love. Crazy Stupid Love, yeah. The one where Steve Carell, like, his wife leaves him and Ryan Gosling teaches yes. him how to be a stud. Yes, I've seen like, that. Remember that, like, he, had, he he takes off his shirt and Emma Stone's like, you're like, you what they sculpt out of, were you photoshopped or something like that? Because yeah, yeah. he's that well sculpted. Mm-hmm. He's got that V that, like, yeah, women yeah, go yeah. crazy for. Okay, All Ellie, the V. Ellie, I've, I've, I've <laughs> now set you up for, <laughs> can you imagine if one of us went, oh, the V. <laughs> I mean, Liam is pretty awful with Michelle uh, Pfeiffer. <laughs> 
Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay, so tell us the fact you're going to bring up, because I just about did a spit take when I saw this. Yeah, me too. So apparently they wanted someone not handsome and unknown to play Noah. And I'm like, I don't know who they were looking at, because it clearly wasn't Ryan Gosling. I don't think he's the prettiest. Ryan Reynolds out of the room. Ugly Ryan, stick around. (laughs) (laughs) Ever so slightly less attractive Ryan, stay in the room. I think it is about Ryan Gosling. (laughs) Ryan Gosling doesn't have that star, like... Tom Cruise style look. He's not a movie star. He's got, he's got that ordinary... He's an actor. He's, yeah. yeah. He's got See, I don't look. think Leo DiCaprio is attractive either, so maybe they fall in the same boat. Well, Leo at one point uh, was the movie star. Now he, he is an actor. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. He's, oh, he's definitely got less. No, because when you tell me I think Leo DiCaprio looks like a mole rat, I go, I can see how someone... <laughs> I go, I, I can see how that. someone would see that. <laughs> Ryan Gosling, I'm like, I'm... What? Like, yeah. I would... He just looked I, a bit I would scruffy. spend a lot of money if I could somehow look like Ryan Ryan Gosling. Maybe, maybe yeah. I think probably what was putting me off is his dress sense in this film was awful. Oh, really? He looked like a newsie for most of it. It was horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Buy me last paint, mister. It was horrendous. He was like, none of his clothes fit. In Santa Fe. He was wearing like at least four layers. If you want to hear our whole review on newsies, go and check out Talking the Mickey. Yeah. Where we did a whole episode on Newsies with baby Batman, Christian Bale himself. I think my attitude was similar to that in this as well. I, see, I really like the fashion in this movie overall. Mm. I like really? Really? Do you know why his clothes didn't fit? Why? Because he couldn't afford them. They shot the later scenes, the seven years on scenes first, and then they went back and shot the initial ones. And they, in between this, there was a Christmas break and Ryan Gosling had to lose 20 pounds. Wow. So I'm guessing the clothes would have been fit to him before... He did well, yeah, the yeah, break. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's speculation. But yeah, he had to lose. Or you wanted to look malnourished, and so you have the clothes hang on him. Yeah. 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 I just like to show a poorer background and that he couldn't mm. afford. So Gosling was initially surprised by the fact he wasn't apparently good looking enough. He said, I read the script and thought he's crazy. I couldn't be more wrong for this movie, but it gave me an opportunity to play a character over a period of time from 1940 to 1946. That was profound and formative. And to get ready for this, he moved to Charleston, South Carolina, where he rode the Ashley River and developed another skill, which we'll bring up later in the pod. Ellie, I'm assuming you know what skill I'm talking about. I do. Love making. No, I'm joking. <laughs> That's a good skill. <laughs> and do you know who else auditioned to play Ali? Oh, I have that coming. Well, let's talk about Ali Young, who, yeah, of course, yeah. is played by Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. I got, I got, I got, you, you got it. Why do I start feeling patriotic for you? I don't know. <laughs> Rachel McAdams, who I said before, um, oh, what's her name? Oh, jeez. Before Emma Stone was Emma Stone, Rachel yeah, McAdams yeah. was Rachel McAdams. I yeah. love Rachel McAdams. Yeah, me too. I don't she's think got she's a lovable quality. Oh, I think oh, Rachel McAdams is beautiful. an absolute knockout in this. But the thing about she's Rachel the most she's got a lovely beautiful figure. actress ever. She's got a lovely figure, but her face isn't that Really? Yeah. I think she's stunning. I fell in love with Rachel McAdams during Wedding Crashers, oh, and it just carried yeah. over yeah. into this film. Mm-hmm. If there's one actress that could turn me. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I just think she looks not. Like plain is is can be really really pretty, but I think she looks past that. I think she looks oh okay. Boring. We're just on different sides on this one then because <laughs> I think she's wonderful. So yeah. Y- yeah, there was a nationwide search to find the right actress. Who else auditioned for this, Ellie? Well, someone we've already mentioned in this podcast, clearly enough. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Any other guesses? All I want is you. Not Christine her. Aguilar. Not her, but the other one. <laughs> uh, Brittany. Yeah. Really? Mind you, she was going through that phase of doing movies, wasn't she? To the point where you can find her footage. It was sold on eBay for over a million dollars in May 2021. 
Wow. Yeah. Well, so well, it exists. Well. This isn't just some rumor. Yeah, There's yeah, yeah. physical evidence. Oh, wow. Of a screen test. I don't even want to imagine. I saw her in How Much Your Mother. Like, she can't act. I saw her in Crossroads and she can't act. She can't act. <laughs> no. And that was her basically playing her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Ellie, do you have anybody else who was uh, who auditioned? I don't know. I have Jessica Beale, okay. Ashley Judd, and Reese Weatherspoon. Oh, Reese would have been all right. No. You, I, th- I think you want an unknown. I really do. Well, back. Well, I don't know. Are you kidding me? Reese Witherspoon's been a star for like eight years at this point. When was uh, Cruel Intentions out? Before that. Yeah, it was before that. But how many years before that? Four or five? It's right around 2000. Mm. Yeah. Okay. She was in election. That was like 97, 98. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, on casting, her cast of Ente said when Rachel McAdams came in and read, it was apparent she was the one. She and Ryan had great chemistry. Um, Rachel McAdams commented, I thought it would be a dream to be able to do it. I read the script and went to the audition just two days later. It was a good way to do it because I was very full of a story. Ryan Gosling said, I think it's pretty fair to say that we probably wouldn't have made the movie if we hadn't found Rachel. Really, Ali drives the movie. It's her movie and we're in it. It all kind of depended on an actress. In comparison to the book, the role was extended. And um, Rachel McAdams also spent time in Charleston before filming to familiarize herself with the surroundings, took ballet and etiquette classes, and had a dialect coach to learn the southern accent, which I found did me no offense. No, no, me. I thought she was good. But also, she had that classic look about her, didn't she? You know, she had that 40s look about her, too. So I can believe she was a wealthy girl who was sort of slumming it a bit. Yeah. And a little tidbit, both Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams were born in the same hospital in London, Ontario, Canada. That's cool. So there we go. Uh, art doesn't always imitate life, though, because according to Nick Cassavetes, Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams did not get along at first, and Gosling tried to have McAdams replaced. Wow. But then they dated. <laughs> because <laughs> so like in the movie yep. they fight they fight, fight, they fight, fight, fight yep. and then they get back together because to improve the odds between the leads it's funny that ellie brought this up earlier director nick casavente staged an intervention by bringing them into a room <laughs> where they could air all the grievances they had with each other and work something out and they soon patched things up and became a real life couple for some time Aww. so there we go so they meet up on he sees her on the street and tries to cash in on the date and she turns him down direct quote he says when i see something that i like i love it i mean i go crazy for it i could be whatever you want just tell me what you want and i'll be it that's not not consistent it's not great in 2021 no 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 it's not which is funny because over there (laughs) which is funny because usually ellie you're the one who's kind of saying things like this and now it's your movie we're kind of uh (laughs) saying things like i've gotta have it yeah Um, no i mean i found i think the the bit where he clings onto the ferris wheel was was a bit much um but then as you said like or no liam said he she kind of gets her own back with that doesn't she but um i mean with this one (laughs) i just does that justify it i don't know if it does no no but it makes it doesn't justify it, but it makes it come across a bit differently. Yeah. When you realise she can stand up for herself, I guess. Oh, I just think she's an um, asshole too. Well, well yeah, well, that's, that's kind of the point now, isn't it? They're both assholes. Yeah. That's, that's made very clear in the film. Um, but I mean, when he's, when he's saying about how he'll change for her, I mean, that's a bit pathetic, but I didn't see that as kind of rapey. I saw he's persistent. Yeah, I wasn't um, thinking it was rapey. It was just the idea that if she says no, he, he's not going to respect it. Mm-hmm. Well, he's just yeah but it's all in the same conversation isn't it he's just asking her out if a guy comes up to me that i've only met once before and in that time he like 
actually risked his life and was really invasive of my personal space and then came up to me again and was like hey you know that thing we talked about i'm not gonna leave you alone i'd be like go away this is where things become a little bit difficult because there are not, not just that there is subtext so they're selling someone no with that little subtext that it's a bit flirty right yeah so if we look at exact wordings I want that date. No, you can't have that date. I've changed my mind. When I see something that I like, I will never stop pursuing it. You go, oh, that reads really bad on a page. It does read bad on a page. When you see it and there's subtext and there's flirting and there's playing hard to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you say no, but it's with a little bit of a wink and a whatever that spurs on maybe another advance. And that's the problem. That's why these things are so complicated in real life. Mm. Because... We don't just say explicitly what we mean like words on a page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just not sure that the first interaction was playing hard to get. I think it was more like, no, leave me no, alone. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. But that part, I will say, and it is... it became a bit Stockholm Syndrome. That part's syndrome-y. a little... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop you short of Stockholm Syndrome. But well, after no, that... There, just a little bit, because she was like... you've oh, Okay, maybe not that, but like Florence Nightingale. She was like, if I don't say yes, you're going to die. Um, yeah, but even when they came off the Ferris wheel, um, well, whether they were talking, yeah. not the Ferris wheel, the bumper cars, whatever it was, um, he spoke to her then, and then he walked off, with, she walked off with her fella. Well, we don't know. It on the wheel. Just, oh, she that, turned yeah. round with her friend and kept watching him and kept looking at him. Well, it's because so, the friend told us, that's Noah. He's the main character in the but movie. She gave the impression, <laughs> but she gave the impression she was interested by keep looking well, back. She's being told who he is, so I think for the sake of the movie, we kind of got to have that. Thing. I'm not, yeah. I mean, I'm sitting they here gave going, that impression. I'm sitting here going, there's there's a, there's a trope here, but she does turn it. Ah, I don't know. I think 2021 eyes. People look too much into things. I think it's. I think we need to stop. T- I'll be 100 honest. I think we need to stop telling stories, which is I wore her down. Yeah. Yep. I think we we overly romanticize the overly persistent guy who gets the girl in the end because that time. Letter letter from the from the Big Bang Theory, right? Spent two years wearing her down. Me, like, yay! <laughs> he finally got her in the end. No, no, should mean no. So now this is this is one movie of part of a much much larger situation, and he's not the nerdy underdog, but he is the guy who kind of keeps wearing her down until she says yes, and we all go, hey, hey good good at ya. Um. I know what they want me to do, and I don't. I don't oppose it. It's not an oppositional reading, but I do look at it and go, "Can we find more original ways to tell the story than just always going back to this?" Mm-hmm. But I, but again, I think because it's set in the nineteen forties, that's how it would have been, wouldn't it? What women never said yes. No, but there was a there was a cat and mouse thing about it when there there was this. You see it again later on when she meets that other fella. Lonnie, Lonnie. Oh, I think she's Lon. far less. You know, I think it's far less. Cat when and mouse she there. well, when that's she literally walks, because he's half dead in all she says is no. let's get you well <laughs> yes. no, 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 no. when he's there in the car and he's standing there waiting for her and she walks by she doesn't recognize him she does no, no she, she doesn't. doesn't she does not because we don't and it's not until he calls her back that we go oh how could you not recognize that was the same guy it's you don't because you can only see his eyes she walks by no, him. i knew that was the same guy they're only looking because he's a handsome soldier in a uniform they have not clicked it's the same guy yet. yeah okay whatever <laughs> Um, let's go back to this here. She turns him down again. Now she is playing. I've got my notes. She is playing hard to get. And there's something to that. There is something to the idea that she's kind of, you know, purposely wanted him to go for another move, another move, another move. I don't, I would say, I don't think at the Ferris wheel we're there yet. I think we're here now because yeah. they have a chance to get a conversation. 
Mm-hmm. So he uh, says, what can I do to change your mind? And she says, guess you'll figure something out. Yeah. So and like dances a, off yeah. backwards. And that, that's a little bit of a hard to get sort of thing. But it's clear Very that she, he, she's in, at that point, she's inviting another advance. Yeah. That yeah. one's that one's fair. Uh, we go to the movie date. Now she's set up by her friend here. She has no idea. Her friend might not be the greatest. Uh, Noah <laughs> goes to sit beside Ali, which I don't blame him for at all because his friend Finn is sucking face. And you're <laughs> each on one side. Suck sucking face. face. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, Lip welding. Noah one. and Ali walk home because I think there's a bit of a connection mixed in with the fact they don't want to be beside the two friends anymore. She's rich and he's poor and she has a very full schedule. Uh, Finn, not Finn, Noah says she doesn't have much agency in her life. Noah wants to know what she does for fun and he doesn't really get an answer. He says she's not free. She doesn't like that. Uh, Noah then lays down in the middle of the road watching the lights change. One of the scenes I very much remembered from the film. You know, I did this as a kid. Did you? Not, not look, look at the lights, but actually look up at the stars. Here's my question. I did this as a drunk adult. He goes, come on, lay down with me. She goes, no. And he goes, that's your problem. You don't do what you want. I'm like, so far, he's been pressuring her to do what he wants. <laughs> How do you know what he wants? Maybe Join she me down here. No, Maybe that's your problem. Cream. You never do what you want to do. Maybe she wants to go and back to the cinema and get some more popcorn. Like, you don't know. <laughs> uh, so far, yeah, I so said that. It does work, though. Uh, what happens if a car comes? He says you die. I'm going to share a story. I was in the Boy Scouts, the Cubs, whatever it was called at that point. I don't yeah. know. And we were on a winter hike. And we went on a winter hike, and we to to t- t- cross some pretty snowy terrain. And at one point, we come across some train tracks in the middle of the countryside, and we start walking down these train tracks. And there's like a ditch on each side, and I'm terrified the train's going to come. <laughs> and the train, I'm I'm like ten. <laughs> I can imagine you. This. The train starts coming, and we see the light. I start bawling <laughs> and open up one of the adults and say, "I don't want to die." The thought of get off the tracks and just go in the ditch never entered my mind. <laughs> he just laughed and went, we're just going to go over there. <laughs> and, and the train guy went beep, beep as he went by. And I was like, I feel like an idiot. That never entered my mind. because You're on a straight road and you can't, trains can't leave the tracks. Yes, but human beings can. We can just walk. <laughs> Life lesson there. You're not thinking you could get off the train track. Yeah. Because trains can't. Uh, this is where we find out that she paints for fun, um, and that's her sort of release. Uh, a car almost runs them over, and Ali loves it, saying it was fun. Not as much fun as his train. Uh, <laughs> Noah asks if she wants to dance. She says, sure, and they dance in the street. There was records playing and music swaying. We were dancing in, in the street. street. Uh, he kind of sings a song. She goes, you're Dancing a terrible. In Chicago. S- Sorry. <laughs> he sings a song. She goes, you're a terrible singer. And I'm like, wait until La La Land. He's going to prove you wrong. Absolutely. He's great in La La Land. And then they dance to Billie Holiday's I'll Be Seeing You, which ended up being a little motif with different singers and different versions of mm-hmm. this being throughout the film, which I quite liked, actually. It's nice. Yeah. And then we go back to Duke reading the story, and the old woman loves it. And I've got my notes. Georgia, you've got to be loving the fashions. Am I right? And the answer apparently is no, oh. which really surprised me. Do you not like Southern, like Southern American sort of Mm-mm. costuming? Don't like it. Really? Okay. I thought this would be totally be your style. No, I like the... I like the like A line doo-wop rockabilly stuff, not the tightly fit pencil skirt. Okay. Look. No idea. I, like I love it. I do too. Okay, so 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 Ellie <laughs> likes it. And me. I also like the rockabilly look as well though. So yeah. we go on a late night bike ride and Noah is reading to an older guy and we meet Noah's dad. Uh, I don't think Noah's dad is much of a character. 
He's not, but I like I him. I love Noah's dad. Me too. I think Noah's dad's a little bit flirty with... Well, he, he's... I think he's, I think he's excited to have someone come back because he's not had... I don't think he's had many women come back to the house. Maybe? Not for him. <laughs> Sorry? Like... Does feel like yeah, he's just she's not friends. It feels like he's in some sort of weird love triangle no, with, with, with his own son. It's for his son. <laughs> he's trying to entertain and impress for his son. But he's, he's doing it by really he's doing it by like nagging his kid. Yep. Oh. He's doing but that. He's, he's doing just, that bit you do when someone's in there like like chopping them down a bit. So they like it's a little bit like that. Uh. But then he says that they can have pancakes any damn time they no. want, and that makes me think that I want a man like him in my life. You want? Yeah, but he's a father. Yeah, but okay. he can make me pancakes, so that's His okay. job is, what <laughs> What? What do the main characters need? I'm going to fill pancakes. that need. He has no character of his own. No, he doesn't. None whatsoever. That's why you don't feel for him when he dies, do you? <laughs> Could they have yada, yada, yada <laughs> over a character's death? Like, I was like, oh, I, sp- I thought I was supposed to care about and this guy. Yeah. Nope. I oh, know. And then it was the next day. Oh, jeez. Um, and so we did find out that Noah used to have a stammer and poetry saved the day. They have a late night breakfast, which I love that. Love that. Mm-hmm. And Duke tells us what we can see plain as day, which is I have no idea what. Probably that they fell in love. Probably. Uh, they go for a swim, and she wants him to say she was a bird in a former life. I'm like, the film's got time for this. I've seen this, like, gift or, like, Tumblr posted, like, when I was like growing up, because it was something that people used to obsess over, and I was like, I was like, when she started talking about the birds, I was like, oh, this is what this is. This must be really profound. No, these things never are, though. She just said it before. Like I can bird. say anything. The speaker doesn't mean anything. No. Ferris Bueller doesn't mean anything. Birds are free, I guess. Yeah, but why is and he not to he say that if, if you're a bird, if you're I'm a bird, I'm a bird. Oh, I love it. Come on, Georgia. Uh, so they're both birds and Georgia. Where's your saying, heart? Yeah. You're saying, uh, with the princess bride. Uh, <laughs> so, I knew you were going to say that. So, so they're both birds, and you're saying you wanted to flip this movie, The Bird. Yep. Okay. Um, and then we get the montage of dating. They're dancing. They're jumping in the water. She looked beyond attractive in this little swimsuit she's wearing oh. as she's oh, no, the next one on, the, on the rope swing. Oh, that that rope one, swing. The rope swing one was yeah, better. I thought you meant the red one. No, the no, 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 no. The no. one when she's on the rope swing is like, ah, I can't do it. Oh. I'm like, I'll catch you. <laughs> 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 I'm there with you. <laughs> hey, Noah's dad, what are you doing here? <laughs> what do you mean Noah can't make it? He's got a flat tire. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, learning to drive and they fight and it's what they do um, the fallout dad wants to meet Noah and we cut to this garden party where everybody's in white except for Noah who's in black Yeah, even Finn's in white could it be anymore I'm the odd one out I'm the black sheep the black sheep yeah yeah but why is, why is Finn in <laughs> Finn's got a perfectly I just happen to have this in my <laughs> ri- I've got a rich person lunch suit in over there I've got this so uh, they ask him how much he makes an hour, and for some reason he answers this. This was rough. Uh, we get dropped by mom that Allie's going to Sarah Lawrence. I do blame Allie for not having this conversation with him directly. I think she found her earlier that day. Yeah. There's not going to be, well. She didn't have a chance to sit down and have a conversation with him about it then, did she? Really? Before we sit down, I should tell you something. That's quite a big deal. Hey, can we just go and chat about this? Because I'm sure my parents will bring it up if I don't tell you beforehand. <laughs> well, Gosh, yeah, maybe she should have I- predicted her parents' 
Can I say that her mother is a terrible human being, but Joan Allen, who plays her mother, is amazing in this? Oh, yes. And very attractive. Very true. She's very attractive. Very attractive. Yes. But she's, she's great well, in this. She is good, yeah. Uh, her parents aren't sure. They're talking to each other if this is real love or just summer love. Dad summer thinks love. it's summer love. Mom's pretty sure it's more than this, and we find out later why she thinks this, and we'll mm-hmm. just leave that there. Uh, another night, they're making out outside his house, and I mean, by the time like her dad, his dad's like, "Is that Ali?" He's got like a <laughs> hand on each boob. <laughs> yes, he yes. does. He does. I, I'm assuming at this point, they're. They, I guess uh, they said that they because they filmed the seven the, the future scenes first and the early scene second. They, they're really shy in the opening. Yeah. Sorry, in 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 the present day stuff. Fat Ryan Gosling was yeah. more shy than skinny Ryan Gosling <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. was. I have to distinguish between the two of them. Six years. Was it six years? Seven years, yeah. Seven, Seven years. Yeah. So, you know, I guess at this point he's fe- feeling. At this point he's feeling a lot less shy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, guessing maybe. she is too. Um, and so, um, where are we at here? They go, he says, can I take you somewhere else? And it's an old plantation house, and it's a gigantic piece of crap, but no one's going to buy it and fix it up. Uh, she says, what but and she, yeah, go ahead. This house wasn't actually a wreck; it was made to look that way with special effects. Oh, was it? Doesn't it remind you of It's a Wonderful Life? I've never seen it. Well, in It's a Wonderful Life, he takes her to this house that's falling down, and they basically have this meal in this house that's falling down, raining, and they have buckets catching the drops and everything. This is basically the same thing. Okay, and he says, "I want this house, and I'm going to move into this house and be, have this house," and they do. Cool. So it's very, it's a wonderful life. Again, it's really hard to do anything original now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so um, she says she wants a, because she kind of goes, well, what's in it for me? Now, he's already heard she's going to Sarah Lawrence. And she goes, well, do I get a say in this? What do I get a say? And he goes, you want to have a say? Have a say. She goes, I want a white house with blue shutters and a big old porch that wraps all the way around the house. And he's just sort of like, yeah, he's registering it. Mm-hmm. Nice. There's a piano and Georgia went. If this is in tune, I'm calling bullshit. I didn't even well, finish Well, that's okay the then. Because it was just discordant enough that you could go, just. it's old, but enough that you could get the melody because you need to know it later. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. I liked it. It was just, it was just enough that I went, okay, fair enough. Because nothing worse than a movie like, no one's played this piano in 20 years. Like in Coco. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> when he plays the old guitar. And it's already in tune. Whereas if I like look at my guitar funny, <laughs> it like goes out of tune um she asks him to make love to her and we cut to two young young lovers disrobing but never taking their eyes off each other now this is interesting because georgia you said this felt really really awkward whereas mm-hmm. liam and i went i think this feels more because it's slow it's methodical it's you take off a piece and then they look yeah. and we don't get anything except for close-ups on their heads yeah and then we can, we can infer what they're taking off at each step and then at the end then they come together they're two young lovers who are nervous yeah who are shy who are also overwhelmed by the what experience yeah. and this thing that you've read about this thing that you've seen whatever it might be um this thing that you've, you've talked about read about this thing that you've talked about this thing that gets said in whispers now it's there it's real it's 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 present it's right in front of you uh, literally, and it was so stood just far enough away that it it just felt awkward to watch. Like they were just kind of, and like you, you thought they'd, they'd say something to each other with no, a they're smile. N- they're or nervous. They're, they're nervous and afraid. But oh, look, real life that is awkward. But so they look. They just look. They don't look like they're happy about it. 
Oh, I think. Oh, I think well, they are. They are. I think they are. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't look like they were. They were. Okay. But I found it really funny in the scene that she took her earrings off before she. Yeah. That too. Which is interesting because it's this part. Is serious. Yeah. It's serious. So, um, and then she's like talk 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 because she wants to know what he's thinking about and she keeps talking but he's quiet as the grave because they're both insecure in their own ways and the thing that makes her not shut up is the thing that makes him deathly quiet <laughs> and they all keep going to the camera like, shut up <laughs> just yeah. get on with it <laughs> Uh, they both give I love yous to each other and it's a good thing they didn't start because in comes Finn can you imagine had they started oh well okay for her maybe can you imagine what would happen if they'd started well yeah, yeah there we go um, the fallout, Noah uh, takes her home because they called the cops because it was two in the morning. A part of me is going, what are you two thinking? It's two in the morning and her parents are super rich. Yeah. What are you thinking? We lost track of time. Couldn't you start to go over there at like nine? <laughs> Just a thought. What were you doing before I was going to play Mario Kart for a while and then we're going to go ahead and... Uh, <laughs> on down to the I'm meeting her after house. we're done. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Finn, I'll see you later. I'm going to go pick her up. <laughs> um, so Noah has to hear... Out, uh, he's outside and we hear what... Because we get to hear it inside, but then we get to hear that Noah can hear it outside. And they call him trash. I think it's mom who says trash. And he's dad, trash, trash, trash. Not for you. Yeah, and dad says, look, he's just not, he's, he's not, he's just not good enough for you. And he's a lot less yelly she's yelly and we understand later on the film it's totally apparent why she's yelly Mm. because oh no i think that makes her much more of an asshole pardon me this makes her much more of an asshole no because she's not she has to justify the decision that she made and so by doing this it taps into emotions that are raw and real and so i'm not saying she's telling the truth here but i'm saying that she's coming from a very emotionally wounded place on this well you think she'd understand then wouldn't you she's trying to yell at herself and convince herself she made the right decision yeah take that out with a counselor not with your daughter no 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 this is this is good this is like when we had the conversation with liam about uh sylvie in 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 Loki, and I want to do any spoilers for people who haven't been following along. But there is a decision. When I don't like the way they went, that decision went. I went, no, this is much better a story, though, if it goes this way. Because this is why this does this. Well, I understand why it does it, but it just makes the character an absolute arsehole. No, I think it makes it believable. Yeah, it makes it believable. Well, it's but also, believable she is a flawed character. Yeah. yeah. I hear you, but by saying asshole, it's just so dismissive. Yeah. It's a, well, she's just an asshole. No, no, it's so much more complicated than that. She's a complex asshole. <laughs> I think she's a complex woman, and I think she acts badly. No, because asshole's so one. I'm going to stand by this again. Asshole's such a one-dimensional statement about a character. It is. Just this so, is a character yeah, yeah. who's got multifaceted things going on and is reacting badly in this moment. Yeah. Okay, I think she's got about two things going on, and she's reacting badly in this moment. All right, cool. I'm um, just trying to work out what makes an arsehole complex. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's prolapsed. <laughs> 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 At least it's not the guys who are in the town. That's yeah, what I gotta yeah, say. Yeah. Um, and so um, the, she goes outside and um, she com- it's interesting. She compares Noah and her relationship to her parents' relationship and says, you guys aren't like Noah and me. You don't touch. You don't laugh. You don't play. And we let her find out, oh, there's something to this. Yeah. Um, and he is a bit monotonal, isn't he, the father? He's very, you don't yeah. see him get angry. You don't see him get. He's, a bo- he's boring. He's boring as he's hell. He's boring. He's safe, he? but he's yeah, boring. Yeah. Um, and he's rich. Yep. He wants to bail, and by he, I mean um, Noah. Noah. 
and she catches him in the front garden and uh she's come home to new york city says i don't really belong here he more or less breaks up with her and then she says it out loud in case she, so you're breaking up with me just in case the audience wasn't sure what was happening but he here. wasn't he was just saying look let's get the summer out of the way and see where we are I think he was he saying what he that. had to say. To get, oh, I think he was. I think he was. I think he was breaking up with her. But I was think he was trying to do it in a way that gave him some dignity when he walked away. Mm. I don't know how I took it, but you know. Well, because otherwise you got to say I got to break up with you because I'm poor and you're not. And that's how do you say that? Mm. So she assaults him. Yeah. And then says, "Don't touch me." And I was like, "Love, you're the one who just beat the crap out of this guy." And then he starts beating the crap out of himself. Yeah yeah this was not okay she wants to know but it's just a fight and he drives away and uh that's where we leave this part of the film and we go back to the old lady who tells duke the young girl should have told her parents to go to hell and duke agrees maybe you're right and we're back to the fallout uh, we, she wakes up in the morning and they've packed her bags up rather than wait another week before you go home after the summer she's they're going home now so she runs to the lumber yard lumber mill whatever it is and tries to get help from finn who doesn't help whatsoever no, he doesn't. finn's a crappy friend he is because <laughs> he says things like i was up with him all night he's never been hurt like this so okay thank you expositional finn yeah yeah could you actually be a friend though rather than just a spout of information say yes i will tell well, him just tell him he says yeah he says yeah but he could have given her any hope yeah because the thing is when he doesn't write she just goes well finn probably didn't do whatever because yeah. he's really but he goes absolutely you guys belong i'll do everything i can then she might go oh something must have gone wrong because finn was gonna help me exactly um noah grabs the truck gets told by finn when he comes back from his delivery what happened drives to ali's home and crashes into the gate ellie do you have anything about this i like that i like that he crashed into the gate um, I didn't write it down, but um, it wasn't. He wasn't supposed to crash. It was a fluke. Was it? He just happened to crash into it. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> uh, they ruined a perfectly good gate, but managed to get a great shot. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the time jump, and it starts with Noah writing letters every day for a year until he doesn't, and then he goes off to Atlanta, and then he goes off to war in World War Two, and Finn dies, and Finn just kind of dies. Yeah. Oh, this made me cry. Finn dying yeah oh, i thought it was a complete nothing yeah me too oh no it wasn't and I've, I've never cried at this bit before i Side thought character was number two dies in a battlefield i thought he was gonna uh, say yeah. something poignant yeah but he didn't say anything you go get her yeah or something yeah <laughs> it's not too late she really wanted i turned i thought be the moment but there was no she moment. really oh brutal nothing uh, so i i liked finn too uh ali volunteers as a nurse's aide and a soldier whose face we cannot see yes you can it's covered in bruises covered in bruises and michael, a cast. Michael, michael marsden is it? michael marsden yeah basically james, no not james james marsden, james marsden from westworld yeah, yeah. barely can oh. yeah yeah can barely get her can you can't even recognize his voice because he's so hurt i could tell it's him <laughs> Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Especially once you've seen the movie and you know. <laughs> well, I knew anyway, yeah. because he's so recognizable. Um, after on a date, she goes, easy, Casanova, get, let's get well first. And then we cut to her leaving the station. With some, or no, she's one of her university friends outside of some building, and there's a, a very handsome soldier leaning up against the, car, against the car. And he asks a date, and I believe this is designed for the audience to go, oh, my God, that's the soldier, as well as Ali. I don't think she's supposed to know. Well, I think she knew. All right. If, if you're out there, get a hold of us. Which one is it? Is it if Liam knows, everyone should know, or are there characters who can do other things in movies? <laughs> get back to us. Um, and then we go to Ali, and his name is Lon? Lonnie? Lon? Lonnie? Lon, yeah. Lon, Lon, Han- Lon, Lon for Hammond. short. I'm like, Lon. Lon. That's what you mow. 
Lon, yeah. I thought his name was Lonnie. Lonnie? Uh, Lon. Lon. If, you had his, if you had his picture on a barble, he'd be a lawn ornament. <laughs> uh, Allie and Lon, uh, they have a story. so much. And they fall in love really quickly. And uh, he came from old Southern money. And there's this great speech about why we shouldn't get married. I figured out why we shouldn't get married. Because if we get married, you'll have no, you'll be so sad because you won't be able to defy your parents anymore because they love me so much. And she goes, well, you'd have to ask their permission. He goes, they already gave it. And at this point, though, I'll say this. Like, her parents look the antithesis of what the rest of the movie tells us they are. Yeah. They look so happy and in love in this dancey scene. In the dancey scene, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this kind of feels completely out of place with the rest of the film. It does. Because they're not just dancing. They're, like, completely, like, smitten with each other dancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really weird because it doesn't line up with the characters of the rest of the movie. Well, maybe after she's got, after she's kind of had that moment where she takes, makes Ali leave Noah, she kind of reinvests some energy into her relationship. Maybe. But the movie doesn't tell us that, so that's a high inference on your well, part. Well, no. No. So, uh, at the very, we get told by, by the narrator, at the very moment she said yes, Noah's face came to her mind. And this made me cry as well! Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh my god. Uh, Noah's back from the war, and his dad has sold the house. And it's so Noah can buy the plantation house. And don't worry, Dad's going to move in. Yeah, he goes, where are you going right, to live? Because he won't live for long. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he sees the house, and then he thinks of Allie. And then uh, he sees Allie in Charleston. He gets off the bus and runs after her and stops, loses her, but happens to stop right in front of the restaurant. She happens to be having luncheon. And he sees Lonnie, and he sees them kiss. And it says, something snapped inside Noah, and he tore the house down down and this is where i felt yeah this is a princess bride for seniors <laughs> <laughs> um and then we look at her and after his father died i'm like what mm-hmm. at least finn got like some like you know under death underwhelming scene. death scene yeah as opposed to just look gosling's in mourning because he grew a beard kind of mm-hmm. there's, a, yeah. there's a coffin here now yeah. right but this time this was like a very good time to mention the fact that when um, ryan gosling moved to charleston in preparation for the role he also took up carpentry. Yes, and so the, the, the table that he's working on, he actually built. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. I wonder if he kept it. I guess, yeah. I would. <laughs> Why not? I made this. Like, this guy's amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, he does La La Land. He's like, yeah, learned how to play piano yeah. in, like, seven months. Yeah. You know, he does this. I learned how to make a table. Yeah. Like, what can't this guy do? Do you know what? That's why I want to be an actor. So you can learn all these different skills. You have the time. <laughs> And the people, yeah. That'd be great. He's obviously, I mean, he, t- he, he learned how to play piano in seven months. That's not easy. No. Yeah. So um, he refuses to sell the house, comes up with some reason why he can't to all these people, uh, including one who tries to pay him too much, so he's determined the guy's crazy and he won't have a lunatic living in his house. <laughs> he tries <laughs> to shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he hooks up with Martha Shaw, who was a war widow. And Liam, you were really attached to Martha Shaw. I was, because you could see that she was a broken woman. You could see that she was totally into him. And he was only having her just because there was nothing else. Yep. And that but she also knew. She knew. Uh, That's the thing. She I knew. Know, but is that more? I mean, I've known people who were with people who knew that these sorts of things. Yeah. And it's hard to watch. It's it hard is. to watch. Yeah. And we've all because yeah. we've all seen it, and maybe we've been on the other side of it. Who knows? Yep. But um, you feel for her. You can't help but feel for her. Um, Martha says a woman knows when a man looks into her eyes and sees someone else. Oh, that made me cry. But then doesn't have enough to sort of walk away. No. Well, because she's a lonely. She's broken. And something is better than nothing for her. 
Until she realizes that's not. Yeah. yeah. But she needs to make that decision herself. Well, no, because we need to, uh, I got a whole speech lined up. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, then we go to Say Yes to the Dress, uh, Sea View edition, or Charleston edition, because uh, Ali, do you know what Say Yes to the Dress is? is it, it's a reality TV show yeah, where yeah, people, yeah, okay. I've seen it. Uh, Ali is thrilled by the newspaper and the governor's coming to the wedding until she unfolds it and there's uh, Noah having built his house. Why is his picture in the paper? They showed him having his picture taken yeah, when he finished the house because it was a house that was decrepit for years and years and years and he's he's turned it around. Oh, that's that's the only reason. He built it from the ground up. Yeah, it's like, oh, a, okay. it's like a local oh, I monument. I think it was like, a th- yeah, yeah, I think it was a local thing that everyone had seen. And yeah. Knew, right, but that was okay. only going to, to be derelict, wasn't it? Yeah. And then he saved it. He saved it so, and made everything look something that was horrible and made right. it look nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no one catches her when she falls, <laughs> or even attempts to. Oh, she faints. She yeah, just goes thud. thud. <laughs> Which I'm not so sure it was supposed to be funny, but it was funny to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Ali then uh, goes a, to see Lon. After having a bath, having a bath with just her yeah. wedding veil on. Veil on. <laughs> that was a really weird thing, and just staring at the picture. So really there's weird. a symbol of one relationship while staring at the symbol from really another. Really weird. Yeah. Uh, she realizes she doesn't paint anymore. Uh, she needs to get away and take care of a few things. And I'll say this, Lonnie's an absolute champ. He is. And do you know what? When you know when she turns yeah. around and says, I don't paint anymore, you'd infer that to being that he didn't want her to paint or didn't want her to do anything. But in fact, he's been in nothing but It just seems to be to something that she just forgot to do. Yeah. Maybe it's back to agency in her yeah. own life again and stuff yeah. like that. Because this, this film's a lot easier. Maybe not as, well, it's not as nuanced, obviously, cause, but it's a lot easier if, if Lonnie's a jerk. Yeah, but he's, but not. he's not. Yeah, yeah. So Lonnie wants to know if he should be worried. I've gotten brackets. Yes, yes you should. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes you very yes, much should. Yes. <laughs> uh, he says it's normal to get cold feet. She says she's fine. I'm sure I'm fine. That should be a red flag. Yeah, big first. If flag. someone's not like, uh, it's like, no, no, I'm 100 percent confident, but I have to do this thing again. This is this experience. When feels you hear, bit, feels that's a bit weird. Fine. I'm fine. <laughs> i think she's lying to herself i don't think she's lying to him i think she's lying to herself yeah they meet back up and by they i mean um noah noah and ali and uh he's got a beard and a beer or a beer and a beard i love how he doesn't say anything he's just in shock like am i dreaming is she really here what she says i'm a stupid woman i shouldn't have come which is fine she's not saying i'm stupid because i'm a woman i'm a stupid woman fine whatever it is you want to say about yourself but she then crashes into the fence not really doing much for the case of women drivers she's a really (laughs) bad driver in this film yeah she is yeah uh he goes do you want to come in she says okay uh we go back to the old folks home uh the woman thinks she's heard this before um then the old guy has to go get some heart medication and she gets told that um, by one of the nurses, maybe she wants to play the piano because the piano will make things better. Uh, she goes, I don't know if I know how to play. They remind her she knows how to read music. She's like, no kidding. And I'm like, that's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'd be so, yeah, could you imagine? Yeah. You actually do know how to play. Meanwhile, oh. the doctor's telling, um, oh, what was his Duke. name? Duke, thank you. Telling Duke that, you know, this isn't good for her. Dementia is irreversible. So we started to get some names and some information trip fed to us. And he goes, she, she remembers. She remembers. And uh, the, she starts playing. And she obviously goes up somewhere to turn the page. <laughs> and then we hear it start again. And the doctor goes, oh, someone wants to turn the page. And he goes, no, that, that bit's from memory. And if you're paying attention, this is the same song that, that she, she played on the discordant piano. Yeah, earlier. yeah, yeah. Nice touch. It was a nice touch. touch. <laughs> and something that we get to get there a little bit ahead of the dialogue. We yeah, hear yeah. it. And hopefully we get to go, I know that. Mm-hmm. And then she says, from memory, we go, oh, that's really kind of sweet. Back to the reunion, she stays for dinner. 
says she's a lightweight. He says he wouldn't want to take advantage of her. She says she's a married woman. He goes, not yet. Yes. She then flashes the ring. I'm still like, not yet. No. No, that's not married. Engaged ain't married. Nope. Um, he tells her uh, it was that room. This is the room that we pretty much got down in. Uh, she remembers that their love was real as he reads their Walt Whitman. At this point, you need to be leaving. If you're, if you're in this, if you're with Lonnie, you need a real, okay, now it's time to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She does say, I should go. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, back to the story, and the old lady wishes she could remember the end of the story. And Duke's family comes to visit him, and we get a lot of, hi, I'm Allie. And if you've sussed out what this is, it's a really hard scene to watch. It is. Because the whole family is really, really smiley, except for the one son. Yeah. Who's really yeah. struggling with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they've done this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time again, time and time again. Um, she says she needs her nap, which is even more frustrating or painful if you know who, if you figure out who everybody is. But they all want him to come home. He says, this is my home now. Your mother is my home. And I'm like, (gasps) good man. Yeah. Um, Lon phones and says, uh, do you need to tell me something? And she says, no. I'm like, you probably should. And she goes quiet. Yeah. Um, and then we go to they pull a Mary Poppins, and that's because um, Lon, not Lon, um, Noah. Noah and uh, Allie are going to go feed the birds. <laughs> it's a beautiful shot with the swans. I have no idea how they did this. It looks amazing. CGI. <laughs> I, I, this one's real. No, no. I think it's real, too. Hey, this one's real. Also, I think they geese. crushed my dream. They, they are geese. geese. Yeah. No, I think there are some geese. swans. It's a, I think it's a combination of geese and swans. If there you are. look, yep. there are swans there. There are swans. No, I didn't yeah. spot any swans. I did. If you look, there are, are, are swans, but there are also I geese. I spot about three or four yeah. swans. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're mainly geese. Yes. And he says, uh, should they should be migrating. And she goes, they won't stay. And he goes, nope, they'll come back where they came from. Which I'm going to assume is a metaphor for her. I think so. Yeah. Don't you? Of course it is. Um, she says, you're different. But yet you're also the same. <laughs> she also realizes he did everything that he said he would. And this is the old. So what was the first thing he said to her at the start? Whatever you want me to be, I will be that. He has a thousand percent business in this entire film. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to be? Even down to I will be Duke. Yeah. I will be Duke. The guy you don't know who will read you a story every day. Yeah. And if you need me to be that, I will be that as well. Yeah. Oh, what a gem. <laughs> I love him so much. Good old Jim Rockford. Uh, yeah. I would have loved it if he opened up the notebook and it said the Rockford file. Oh, the fan all over there. And then they get caught in the rain and there's some thunder. <laughs> I love this. Uh, yeah, and then they get caught and the rain comes down really, really heavy. And uh, the rain's pretty thick, and Ali leans back in it, and then they start making sexy faces at each other. Mm-hmm. Because rain equals... Of course it does. Does it? Oh. This is England. I thought I would see a lot more sexy time going on between people if that was... Okay. We don't get rain like this. Not like that. No. no. Um, Who doesn't like getting wet? <laughs> oh, just me then. <laughs> Keanu Reeves was quite a fan of it. Yeah, point break. he was, wasn't he? Yes. Uh, and so she wants to know why he didn't write her. She, she said, flips on a coin. She, she says, I waited for you for seven years. She's because she's weighing these two up and she's yeah. starting to go, you know, you know, what's the thing that stops me from, 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 from staying with Noah. Okay. Here's the easy one. You didn't write me for yeah. seven years. I waited for you. You did nothing. And so she throws this because this is the thing she's got to say to stop her from doing what she wants to do. Yeah. 
Uh, then when he goes, I wrote you 365 letters each every day for a year. It like, wasn't over. It still isn't over. <laughs> and then he like attacks her with his face. They do. <laughs> on her face. They do a bit huh? of lip. On her face. On her face. A lip, bit of lip welding. bit of lip welding, bit of face sucking. <laughs> yeah, boy. Um, and then cue lovemaking scene number two. And it's interesting. If you look at the first one, which Georgia thought is awkward, I thought timid. I thought innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah You too. look at this one. These are people who have had some experience. sexual experience, <laughs> and they're just tearing each other. And they don't do it themselves. You tear the other person's clothes off. Yeah. This is the scene, Ellie, that had to be cut down in order to keep the rating. Because this is also the one which is very visual and like... You know, you see facial reactions and you hear sounds and things of that nature. So in order to keep a PG-13 rating, they had to trim. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> They're both very pretty people. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a short scene either. <laughs> I've got in my notes here. <laughs> I take it they were getting on by this point. <laughs> don't know. Don't know. I, this is weird because this is the part where they were supposed to be shy with each other. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. this is at the start, yeah. When she falls back, she's still wearing, unlike the last time she took her, her earrings off, she's still wearing her pearl necklace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he kept his socks on. There <laughs> we go. Uh, and she wants to go again, but that's where the sensors went. No, cut, cut. We got to get this PG-13. <laughs> so she wants more sex. He wants pancakes. And then Martha Shaw shows up and wants to know that Ali, and knows Ali's the one, but she wants to meet Ali. He doesn't think it's a good idea, but then Ali comes and invites her in. They spend all day together, it looks like. And then she's a lovely scene. And goes, Martha says, Ali's sensational. And you know why this scene exists, Liam? Why? The whole reason the scene exists. Yeah. So that you don't feel bad. Don't. Don't think that Noah's a terrible person. Exactly. This is nothing more than just audience. She looks at the camera. Don't blame Noah. This is the ending you're supposed to want. That's all this is. Okay, I promise. Yeah. Um. I have the hope of you have opened my eyes through being dumped that I might get this one day. I do think it's a bit weird to have two people together. That's a weird. What are you talking about? (laughs) Well, you know, she knows that's the the other woman that he's been talking about for years. And now the other woman has turned up again. Yep. You would have a different reaction to the reaction she had, wouldn't you? I think so. Well, yeah, but that's just so we go, okay. That's no, why I said it's weird. But, she, but she, she knew. I mean, that thing but about... She always knew. A woman knows when you look in her eyes and you see someone else, right? That was the statement. Yeah, but wouldn't jealousy overrun that? No. Not if she's been waiting for her to drop. Yeah, she's hollow. She's, she's, she's not in love with them. They're mm. both just there for each other. Just a means just, to an end. No, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's just tawdry as that, but they're filling up each other's days. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's someone who I can spend time with, so I'm not lonely. Okay. It's not that Martha's desperately in love with Noah. No. And then gets a heartbroken. She I loved Martha. doesn't have anyone else. Um, in the morning, Noah's left a note with some wildflowers. These characters in this movie should just know, don't leave the other one alone ever. No. Because <laughs> bad things happen. Bad shit happens. Um, he, he says, this note says, follow the arrows for a surprise. Now, I don't know if you noticed, every bit of handwriting in this movie is the same. Mm-hmm. Whether he wrote it, whether she wrote it, it was like some person on the staff. Yeah. <laughs> it was neither of the actors, that's for sure. Um, but follow the arrows for a surprise. So let's think about A, either a what time he got up at. Yeah. Or B, how heavy of a sleeper she is. Yeah. That he was able to set up all these arrows. Yeah. Without waking her. He and just had the materials here. Room. The painting room is set up. Like, you know, this isn't Amazon one day prime shopping at this point, right? Like, you have to get this stuff. So has he had this stuff put aside for years and years now? I, rec- I, think, I, I think so, I, I yeah. I think he did, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. 
She gets up. Now, here's a question I have for everybody. If you woke up and said, follow the arrows for a surprise, are any of us grabbing the duvet to walk around in? No, I could no. You put clothes on? Mm-hmm. I'd probably just walk around. I'd just walk around. Walk around in the buff. Yeah, I would. Yeah. No one else there, is there? Yeah. I'll tell you what. You don't know what the surprise is going to be. I'll tell you what. She's got no. Well, talk about surprises. The neighbor's got one because she's painting on the balcony topless. <laughs> oh, my God. This was one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> of course it was. Um, then we have this like like sound of like a car pulling up and she like gets inside and then is very surprised to see that it's mum. I'm like, I was surprised there was a mum. That one. Wouldn't you? I was, expe- oh, no, I was expecting this. Oh, I think we're supposed to be expecting lawn, but I was like, no, nah, it's better if it's her mom. And yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And she wants to go for a drive, and uh, we go to the gravel pit. And mom shows Ali her version of Noah, this it's, guy who she was scene, in love with. Because when I first watched this, I thought she was just driving to a random thing just to put her off. Yep. But then she goes into a full swing, and I'm like, Ooh. And the sacrifice she made, and the sacrifice seems to be about security. Yeah. I chose the life that would make me... And she's like, I do love your husband. I do love you, your father. And I'm going, okay, the question is, does she love her father? I don't know. No, I don't know. Maybe now, you can love yes. both. I don't know. It's weird. Because she still keeps coming back to this guy. She keeps coming she? back and thinking about the life she could have had. Yeah. See, this is why I don't like the character of the mother, because if she's been through it, if she knows the heartbreak that Ali's going through, then why is she so awful to her? Because she has to convince herself that she, she did the right thing. Yes. This, but- this isn't. I don't like it. It doesn't. That's the point. You're not <laughs> supposed to like it. Well, it just made me. I, I, I'm, I'm what, what, what do you want? Like some sort of Mamma Mia finish where they like a big double wedding? Yeah. No, no. What I what I wanted from it was okay. So maybe I th- the redemption wasn't good enough then for the for the fact that she was so awful to her earlier because she doesn't even like give her full permission. She kind of just goes. And, what gets me is the letter stealing. Because if you've been through this and you've made that choice, but Ali didn't have the chance to make the choice because she kept the letters from her. So like she made the choice easy. She made the, she made the choice for her. Yeah. Which isn't, which isn't very nice. If you think no. about it, they'd broken up. The only thing she did was stop a reconciliation. Yeah. A, a pretty big reconciliation, though. Yeah, yeah. At no point am I saying this is a justified move. The mum is, is an antagonist in the film. Yeah. But we don't need mum to go, I was wrong. Oh, I think you do because she's been a real... Oh, this would be... No, because this is a worse I movie. I think she absolutely does do that in a minute. I don't think she does. She gives her the letters and yeah. says, I hope you make the right choice. But what does she think the right choice is? Yeah. I think... Well, it's it's left ambiguous, isn't it? But I that's think why she should be with That's Noah. why this is good, because it's at least that part of it is good. Yeah. If it was, I hope you make the right choice, and he's over there. Live the life I was too afraid to live. It's a worse movie. Yeah. Well, I agree. I think it's a good movie. That's why I picked it. <laughs> but we're talking about the specific instance, the specific moment. And so the mom is, a, is the most complicated character in the film. She is. And so this, and she has to live with this, and she's so tortured. She has to go by and watch him. And she goes, "I don't even think he recognizes me anymore." And he looks at her right in that moment. So yeah. she's still in denial. Yeah, she's still suffering, which is why she has to act the way she acts because she needs to convince herself that she made the right call after all these years. And it shows she's still plagued by doubts if she made the right call, which makes us think, guess what? She knows she didn't make the right call, but she'll never let herself admit it. No. She should have at least said sorry. That was never going to happen. That's never going to happen. 
Um, so where are we at? Uh, Mum breaks down and says, I'm a stupid woman, which is very interesting because that's the same line that, mm-hmm. that Ali said earlier in the film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they drive back to the plantation house. Mum gives her back the letters. I call BS. This is 365 letters. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've always thought this every time I watch it. Oh, wait, is this, this is volume one? And Mum <laughs> hopes she makes the right decision. Back to the porch. And this was weird. Because at this point, I'm thinking, oh, she's 100% on board. They went, we really want to film 15 more minutes of footage, guys. Yeah. So can you wobble a bit? And so what are you going to do, Ali? As asked by Noah, she goes, I don't know. He goes, this isn't about keeping your promises. It's not about following your heart. This is about security, money. He says, stay with me. She goes, stay with you. Why would I stay with you? We're already fighting. He goes, that's what we do. Yeah. And it'll be hard. And every day we'll do this. Picture your life 30 or 40 years from now. Is it with me? You know. And he's being honest. If it's not with him, say so. Yeah, and he's going, yeah, just, just make, but make the know, call now. Stop thinking about everybody else and think he about goes, yourself. But you're going to pick the easy way. She goes, there is no easy way. No matter which way I choose, someone gets hurt, which I thought was brilliant. Because I didn't, you know, I don't want Lonnie to be, to be an ass. I've been in this situation. I don't want Lonnie to be an ass whatsoever. I want no. her to struggle because, some, it, yeah, these decisions are hard. Yeah. And Lonnie's not an ass. And as, as the audience, we clearly want her to pick Noah. Yeah, of course we, we do. We clearly do. Yeah, we do. Um... And uh, he goes, what do you want? He goes, what all do you want? She goes, it's not that simple. He goes, yes, what do you want? She says, I have to go. She drives off, and she almost drives right into a lorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking that's when she knew that that was her home. Because as we know, most accidents happen within a mile of the home. They do. <laughs> <laughs> I was really happy when I thought of that joke. Um, uh, back in town, um, she continues to cry, but parks by Lon's car. And we get told that's the end of the story. Um, they go on a dinner date, the old man, Duke, and Alice, who by this point we know is old Noah and, and, and Allie. Uh, well, isn't that hang before that? Isn't that when Lawn turns around and says, "Not yet." Oh, not yet. Okay. She looks out at the uh, at the CGI background and <laughs> says, "I've never seen anything so beautiful." And he says, "Neither have her. I." And he's staring at her. Oh, oh this made me cry as well. Oh, and then she goes, oh. "But which one did she choose?" And then we cut back to in the hotel room. Yeah. And she's obviously told Lon, and Lon says, I got three choices. I could shoot him, I could get the crap out of him, <laughs> or I could leave you. But none of those are no good because no option gets me you. And then he doubles down on his love for Allie. And I'm like, this dude's a flippity dippity so champ. Lovely. He is, isn't he? Uh, he says, but I don't have to convince my fiance she should be with me. She said, you don't have to convince me. I already know that. And I'm like, oh, so she's chosen to stay with him. That's what you thought, wasn't it? And then, then it cuts. And then oh. she show. And then, and then she just. Did I miss something? Because she does say, "I'm going to stay with you," right? Well, no, she, she says, knows, "I already know I should. should be with you." Yeah. Oh, should. She doesn't say I'm going should. to. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's what I missed. The, mo- the modal verb should, as yeah, opposed yeah. to will. Yeah. And then she shows up at the plantation house. Noah comes out, sees her. She just shrugs her shoulders, which I loved. That was good. Yeah. Because there's no logical reason to make this call. No. But the heart wants what the heart wants. Yeah. Um, and then, um, Alice remembers oh, and wants to know, just popped. <laughs> and wants to know what's happened to Sorry. her. Thanks. Um, he says, my you, eyes popped at this point. He says, you just left for a while. Uh, how much time do we have? Last time it was no more than five, five minutes. minutes. I'm like, that's a lot of work to put in for five minutes, but yeah, he's willing to do it. Is, yeah. <laughs> she asked about the children. She wants to know that she loves them and to say, Sorry. 
She wants to get in the car and get out of there. And this is when you can tell it's starting to slip. Maybe I could be like the, the girl in the story. And I'm yeah. like, oh, you're starting to you're starting to go back. Yeah. And then she starts slipping back into the dementia. And the whole time we've been had, I'll be seeing you, but this time by Jimmy Durante in the background. And she starts having a freak out and the orderlies have to come in. And James Garner is just heartbroken. Oh, And I am a wreck. That's really hard to watch. It is hard oh. to watch. Uh, and I don't know if you noticed that there's a scene where he looks at all these old photographs, and those are actually photos of the actress Gina Rollins, uh, but it's just got um, James Garner's face photoshopped over uh, the actual husband. Her husband. <laughs> <laughs> the, the director's dad. <laughs> but I noticed that, yeah. Yeah, and we find out at the last bit that she wrote the story to him to read to her. I have a question about this. Yes. It explicitly says read this to me and I will come back to you. Yes. When does she write this knowing that? Obviously, dementia, of course, is... It does... I know it's degenerative. So it's after she's diagnosed and she want, and she writes it down while she still has the ability to put the, the, the information down so right, you can do okay. it. Yeah. It so just very, a bit, You yeah. get the idea he's been reading the story to her for, for a long time. Yeah. 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 Um, the morning after he's rushed to the hospital and Alice has no idea who he is as he's being rushed away. Everything is really blue. There's a huge blue filter on it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's put in the Rose wing. This is his third heart attack, isn't it? In yeah, like third one in like 18 months. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can tell she's getting worse because they're putting her in this basically room where you're just stashing old people in wheelchairs. Yeah. Uh, Noah in the evening sneaks by the nurse's station and it's the expositional nurse's station. Just, I love this nurse. Just, you were really going for a walk. <laughs> you are going to see Allie. I am going to go downstairs and have a coffee and I, I won't, won't be up here for a while. I won't be checking on you I for a mind, while. I don't mind that because I'm like, okay, yeah, she's just kind of being like, yeah, go on then. I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm like, I didn't see you. And then he goes and looks in the like, coffee cup. Like and I'm like, I didn't Duke's need got that too. No, Duke's got no, like, <laughs> no, he's like Alex from Main Street Finance. He can't read that sarcasm bit. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at the cup like, but, but you've, I le- that you've, was left, funny. you've left your cup here. Oh, I thought this was brutal. I thought this was like the audience knows she's not really going to get coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need you to then look in the coffee yes. cup as well. If you're that desperate to see your wife, you're not going, um, ha ha ha. Anybody watching this? I just checked the cup. No. <laughs> um, and then he goes into the room and she just happens to be lucid. Cause imagine you wake up and some strangers going, hi, sweetheart. Like <laughs> that could have gone badly. <laughs> it could have gone. I, I don't understand because the only, only other reference to her coming back we're given is that, you have to read her the whole story. But apparently on this particular night in her bed Love, when she's woken love's up. Love's big enough to cause miracles, isn't it? It she, is. She remembers everything. Which they, which they say to us. Um, so she was afraid he wouldn't come back. He says, he'll always come back. She wants to know what will happen when she doesn't remember anything. She says, do you think our love can create miracles? Maybe like this moment we're having right now. He says, yes, I do. That's what brings you back to me each time. Do you think our love could take us away together? I didn't catch this line the first time I saw it. Did you not? No. Oh. He goes, I think our love could do anything we need it to. This is the story writers going, what, what are the rules for their love? Whatever you need. Okay. <laughs> 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 what can we do? Just have them say it out loud. It'll, uh, no one will question it. She says, good night, good night. And the last line they say to each other is, I'll be seeing you. Yeah. Oh. Which, of course, has been the song that we've heard throughout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think this is how death works. What do you mean? I don't think you can lay down and go, yep, going to die now. 
their love can do see their love can do what <laughs> they prefaced it no they prefaced it <laughs> it doesn't matter if you say that that's not Maybe's real and georgia has played a fake doctor on a podcast before so I she have. knows these things i believe we get to the next morning we after don't. they're both dead and we get geese <laughs> They're both dead on the geese. geese yeah. <laughs> just before the geese, can I, just, I found it really funny. The nurse comes in and she touches the hands to see if, you know, if they're dead. Yeah. But she only touches one of their hands. So if one of the ones she touched was dead and the other one wasn't, they could have woken up a minute later and been like, ah! <laughs> All right. <laughs> there we go. Uh, let's go ahead and hit a button. We're in the end game now. Thank and God. we are in the end game now. Uh, Liam, it is that time. We need a random word. Random word. Yep. Um, plantation house. Plantation house. Yeah. Those are our random words of the day. Plantation yeah. house. Uh, the awards. Georgia, how many uh, Oscars it was nominated for? None. Too many. None. None. Good. <laughs> None of the big ones, but I cleaned up at the Teen Choice Awards. Woo, teen winning, Choice Awards. <laughs> winning choice movie drama, date movie, movie actor drama, movie actress drama, breakout performance male, movie chemistry, best lip lock. They also won best kiss at the MTV Movie Awards. And are. also choice movie love scene. There we are. Teen Choice Awards. Oh, I went to the so much better. I bet once. Ellie would have been the right demographic for this when this came out. Yeah. So, 2004, 2004. I'd have been 11. Okay, maybe a little bit young, but yeah. You would have been in the afterglow, though, when I hit DVD and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about the money, money, money. $29 million budget. What do you think it makes? 90. 90? Mm-hmm. Liam? I think it relatively, I think it did over 100. I'd say 110. 110. Did you see it? No. Ellie? I'd go for 118, Ian. 118, 115.6. Ah. So there we go. Mean. Yeah. So there we go. There it uh, is. <laughs> so relatively, you know, about four times its budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah. to speak. So does well. I was going by what you were saying to me last time. <laughs> what, multiples of the budget? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a secret, yeah. Yeah. So one of the, fi- uh, it's recur- uh, as of writing, fit the 15th highest grossing romantic drama of all time. Wow. I don't even know it would be ahead of, I don't know. Uh, Ellie did talk about the Broadway uh, spinoff, but on August 11, 2015, it was reported that a television series was in development by the CW. It would follow Noah and Ali's courtship following the events of the film in a post-World War II film, but as of 2021, it has yet to air. Yeah. Good. The no-book, if you will. (laughs) So, uh, whose story is it? Ali's. Even Ryan Gosling said it was Ali's story. Well, Ryan Gosling's (laughs) also trying to fix the fact that he tried to get her fired. (laughs) I think it's, clearly it's her story. She's such a great actress. Don't mention the fact that tried to get her fired. (laughs) It is, though, isn't it? Uh, It's her choice. Actually, you follow him more than you do her. It's difficult, yeah. Yeah. But it ends with, I mean, to be fair, if we go to the bit, so whose story is it? Is it him reading her of a story or is it her needing to be reminded of who she is? Yeah. Two sides of the same coin in many ways. Yeah, very much. I don't know. I probably, if you forced me, I'd say hers. Yeah. But I could just as easily be convinced it was his. Yeah, same. Yeah. It's not Finn's. No. 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 (laughs) What about no dads? (laughs) What about lawns? Let's get lawns story. (laughs) Oh... He's a happy-go-lucky chappy. He is. He is. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
ladies, let's start with you guys here. Role of women in this film. I think it's strong. Um, I think Ali is a very headstrong character. Um, her mum, obviously, is also very assertive um, and definitely kind of shines over the father. Not, not, not that that's necessarily a good thing, but um, she's certainly fun. got more agency in the film and in the decisions made, I think, than... When you see how happy mom is when does. she gets married to who she thinks or engaged to who she thinks is the right man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, 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 if there's an, a third main character, it's, it's the mom. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The dad's so forgettable anyway, isn't he? Yeah. And, and that scene between the two women, uh, as they sit in the, in the, in the, in the gravel yard. Powerful scene. Oh, very good scene. Yeah. And I was talking about men. Well, they kind of are, but also we're talking about the, the choices they make. Mm-hmm. which for the time as well, I mean, who you partner yourself with as a woman is of the utmost importance because that's your, that, that's the one decision you get to make and what your quality of life is likely to be like. Mm-hmm. So I don't have an issue with the fact that that conversation's about which man should you choose or so much of their thing is what man should choose or it's not her dad at the door. It's her mom at the door. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I thought, I thought interesting. Yeah. I, I've got nothing but positives to say about the role of the woman in the film. Mm-hmm. Same. Did I? Is there anything we, we didn't say? Or? No, I just i I don't like the romanticization of relationships that are based on fighting, which is what this is. <laughs> Fighting's what we do. Yeah, I hate that now, so much. Mind, this is probably more of a North American thing than there's obviously in Europe, in Britain especially, um, conflict is portrayed differently. Yeah, and yeah. I, I I don't know. I I've never found conflict and like fighting to be okay at all like so if you if the first thing you're going to do with someone is argue with them you probably shouldn't be with them i think that's a i will say i think it's a cultural thing between britain and north america okay where that whole because sam and diane on cheers but they don't like fight fight with each other that's usually flirty fighting no they 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 bicker a fair bit okay okay but such is so that idea though that that combustible couple who still because it shows how much passion they have because they fight so much no it shows that they don't get on i'm I'm saying what the trope is and kind of how it's interpreted by and i I do think it's a cultural difference between between the uk and and north america i really do um best character favorite character liam my favorite character is noah noah with an honorable mention to martha Okay. Yeah, you really like Martha. Okay. I did, yeah. Georgia? Uh, I liked Noah's dad. I thought he was funny. <laughs> if a bit predatory. <laughs> <laughs> a very, very bit. A bit, yeah. A bit. I think there's like an emotional flirty going yeah, on. Yeah, I don't think it's actually, yeah. Ellie? Uh, I really like Ali. Ali? Okay. Uh, does that, that include both, or is that just, is that just young Ali? Oh, young Ali, okay. sorry. But. Honorable mention for me to Duke, because I think James Garner is fantastic in this. He is good, yeah. I'm going to go against the grand and choose the unlikable character. I'm going to choose mom. Yeah. Oh, she's good. I think she's amazing. Linda Klein, good. Linda Klein is all the awesome acting-wise mm-hmm. in this film. I think she's fantastic. And she looks stunning. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it wasn't too hard to imagine she'd be in the same situation her daughter oh, found yeah, herself yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best moment, best element? Uh, you touched on it earlier. The best moment for me was when she takes it to the quarry yeah. and sees the... The guy that she should have been with. Could you see? Could you see such a strong woman and such a driven woman and such a you're doing this because we're this and blah blah blah. And then she goes and shows her this is what my life could have been. And you see her fall, yeah. and she uncontrollably falls. 
Yeah. And you don't normally see that in her character in that film until that point, and you don't see it again after. Georgia? I think the best moment in the film was just after they've had their, the old two have had their, like, reconciliation, and uh, Ali starts going into, back into, like, dementia and starts freaking out, and he's just sat crying on the bed, and I'm going, end of the film there. No. How much At the end of the day, they, they want they want us. I, I hear you. It's more, it depends on how you want to end your film. Yeah. Nicholas Sparks is going to end it with a sickly sweet finish. Yeah, but it, to me, it would be so much better if they just go, "We're ending it there." Okay. No, I need the sickly sweet finish. Okay. That Ali. would destroy me without that. It destroys me enough anyway. Um, I really like Noah's speech to her when she's having to go back to to Lon. Um, when he when he tells her that it's not going to be easy, it's going to be hard and they have to work at it every day, but he wants her. He wants her forever. I like that. Um, it just, oh, I just love Noah. And the fact that he turns around and says to her, it doesn't have to be me. It could be him. It could be anybody. Just what pick. do you want? What do you want? Yeah. Which keep in mind that he said at the very start, you're not free. I'm a bird and all this stuff. Yeah. And then what do you want? And you three are jerks. I'm taking my, my, my like if I had a top three, you guys are just naked. <laughs> <laughs> I really am struggling. Uh, so I will go with. You can pick the same. No, I'm going to go with um, in order for this film to work. I'll mention to the shot of the swan and the geese because that was fantastic. That was good. In order for this film to work, I think a lot of attention is going to be paced, placed on the young couple. I think if the old couple don't do the heavy lifting they've done, I don't think the... The payoff is as good. The payoff is as good. You need both halves of that to work. You do, yeah. And I think it's fantastic. And, you know, I was going to... My, my number one pick was probably going to be... Which one did you pick? Oh, the, the gravel pit. The gravel pit. My yeah. number two was going to be <laughs> was going to be the, the the free cat when she fades back in, and yeah. then the third one was going to be so. But if he, in order for this to work with much less screen time, I've got to really get that Garner loves her, and I've got to get that she's oblivious, but then warms up. Oh, it's oh, no. it's it's well done. It is to find two couples who clicked so well. Yep. So there is that uh, best role ever. Is this anybody's best role ever? Uh, yes okay um who i i think arguably both ryan uh, ryan gosling and rachel McAdams. Uh, no i See, think they... the, the one i have for rachel mcadams isn't a proper acting role i'll admit this i love her in wedding crashers yeah. i think she's so much fun in wedding crashers much different movie it's my preference yeah but i i hear you i hear you on that and ryan gosling's done so much good stuff. gosling uh, the one I had a recommendation I said coming for you Georgia Blue Valentine Blue Valentine is brilliant Blue Valentine is a film where it's a couple and you see the start of the relationship and you see the very very end of the relationship and you skip everything in the middle and you just see them starting and finishing but you cross cut between them all the time yeah. and it's so powerful because he has to play a guy who's smitten in love and then a guy who's trying everything to make his marriage survive and nothing's working Right, okay. He's so good in it. So good. And he's also like 30 pounds heavier in it he as well. He is. Yeah. And do you remember that one where he played that little song? Yeah. For, uh, he wrote that song. Did it? Yeah. Also, I think Gosling's, Gosling's great in many things. Uh, Me too. Drive. Drive, yeah. I hate that film. La La Land. Oh. I hate that What's film. What's that one, Beyond the Pines? You haven't seen that one. The Big oh, Short. Good. Yeah. Um, I hate that film. <laughs> crazy stupid love he's great in that as well like he's just oh he's so good he is good in everything so um james garner i haven't seen him enough other stuff to, but james I, I think, garner's good in a lot especially his early stuff you know the 60s 70s stuff and in the supporting role i don't know if i've seen james marsden be any better in anything 
Uh, he's he in, in 27 it? dresses, but he's not good in it. Was he in X-Men as well? He is, yeah. I yeah. think he's, I still think he's better in I this. I think he's better in this, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Marsden the, might be my pick. The mother? Don't know anything else. Me either. Not, not off the top of my head. So there is that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that would be my picks. I don't know. And Ellie's saying both of the romantic leads, and that's, that's Julio von Julio. <laughs> it's just not my uh, my thing here. So uh, let's go ahead and hit. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? And after we do the age game, I'll make sure we get a chance for our grumbles. So. <laughs> <laughs> and your grumble can be Ian. You skipped the grumble. Uh, Georgia, Georgia was very keen to go, you've missed that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but big thanks to Midnight Social for our uh, age game ditty. Uh, yeah, Ellie, you. what we got? Uh, so we're going to start with Ryan Gosling. Cool. And you said this was what, 2004? Yeah. Okay. 22. 24. 23 then. 24. Hey. Well done, you. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> 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 There we go. <laughs> Play it again, Rachel McAdams. Well, I was if I get it right. <laughs> oh, 23. 25. 22. 26. Ooh. It's close to <laughs> we get the email blast, whatever the age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm useless the rest of it now. Gina Rowland. Oh, this is hard. So this is the old version of her. Oh. Yeah. I think she's younger than Garner, so I'm going to say 65. 66. 62. 74. Wow! She looked good for 74. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And James Garner? Oh. 82. 74. 76. 76! Hey! Yes. <laughs> Do we get the uh, the British national anthem now? I. But why? <laughs> he, he, he wasn't British. No, but Georgia got it right. No, but this was... This you was said can- you were only going to play Rachel McAdams' O if, Canada yes, if you if got Canadian it right. the Canadian I would have played it for the last one. I was the best on that one as well. If the Canadian gets the Canadian, the double Canadiana gets you the play. <laughs> the Canadiana. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, James Marsden, Lon. Oh. 32. 28. Oh, that's right. I was going to go. So I'm going to go 27. 31. Wow. Georgia again. Georgia again. And finally, Joan Allen, who plays mum. Mm. Oh, I like her. 46. Nah. 56. 48. 48. Woo! I think overall, I took that I one. I love that you nad me and then only went two years older. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you was going too young. and then 48? That's really uh, young. Then, wow. And then, and then I had a thought, yeah. Because that's I, really young to be playing the mother of a woman ready to get married. Yeah. yeah. She, but Ali's meant to be 17 at the start. But we do jump seven years. Yeah, we do so, jump seven yeah, years. So yeah, 20, 24. 24, yeah. yeah. So, uh, there's oh, that. 25. Uh, grumble time. Liam, what do you got? My grumble is um, they don't give enough screen time to the father with the funeral. They don't give enough screen time with him beforehand so we care about the funeral. Exactly. And he's not a bad guy. He's a nice guy. And the Quinn, his mate, when he's... Uh, Finn. 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 <laughs> See? Uh, I want him to say something. What, when he, when he dies? Yeah. Yep. It was a look, perfect look, opportunity look. and the perfect moment and he doesn't say a word. Yep. He just looks down and goes, oh, he's lost a limb. Or something. Do you know what I mean? Oh, what something said. That's my grumble. Oh, yep. Georgia. 
It was just so bloody predictable. I mean, come on. It's obviously about them. They're obviously going to end up together. She's obviously going to remember at least once more. And then I was like, right, cool. They're dying together. Brilliant. Lovely. Nice wrapped up ending. And I just ended up having this oppositional reading to it because I was like, I know what's happening. I don't think it's being done very well. And I don't like the romanticization of fighting couples. Does it have to be unpredictable to be enjoyable? No, but this one, because it was predictable, was unenjoyable. There was, I'll give you this. They wanted you to go, what? When you yeah. realize it's them? No. And I, well, I think they do, because they, they, they call him Duke. Now, well, yeah. They could have started by calling him Noah, and they don't. They call I'll, him Duke. Got, the first time I watched it, I didn't, I didn't know right. until, until they wanted me to know. Yeah. Um, but like you I. guys say, you picked up on it really quickly. Yeah. I, I didn't. Okay, but I'm just saying, in George's case here, I'm going, they want you to have that reaction. That you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want you to have that. But what happens if, if you, you don't have it, it, you can't go, oh, there's nothing. You, you're building to something if you don't know it. If you already know it, it's Because she introduces herself to the family as Alice. And that's the first time we hear her name in the whole thing as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Up until then, it's Miss Surname. So we don't know who it is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I hear what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, I just didn't like it much. Ellie. Um, that hand touch at the end. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I found it really funny and it's not supposed to be a funny moment. It's supposed to be a, you know, gentle, lovely, sad moment, isn't it? Um, and just the realisation of what would have happened if one of them wasn't dead was a bit too much for me. I'm going to go for mine. I don't think a lot happens in the movie. Like, what happens? That's like, what what I mean. is the if plot? The big, if the big reveal isn't a big reveal. What is the plot outside of the old age home? There's a summer love. They split apart. She sort of almost is married to one guy. Change her mind, goes back. Wait, change her mind, go back. Wait, change her mind, go back. It's just a flip of just, is, is he right? Is he wrong? Is he right? Is he wrong? But he just keeps doing it. Yeah, I suppose. And so I'm going, like, it, it, it tells a very nothing story, I think, quite well. But I yeah. still think it's kind of a eh, story. Like, like if Oxford members got oodle, like it's got too much story. This <laughs> thing here is like, do we need to? Nah, just keep, just keep having her having to decide. That's all. That's life, though, isn't it? Yeah, two pieces of cake. Which one are you going to have? We'll just keep coming back. It's like Lost. I love Lost. But Lost was nothing more than just give the characters a quagmire where you had to choose choice A or choice B, split them apart, and then six weeks later, bring them all back together. And now choice A, choice B, and see if they, you know, what are, what are, what are the new groupings? And how does it play upon the relationships that have been built up? I just thought that's what this was. Yeah. But with far less characters. That being said, I think it's incredibly acted. So that's the thing. I got a eh, story with, with, with really good actors in place all around it. And likable characters for the most part. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge fan of young, um, of early, early first couple scene Noah. <laughs> I don't. So uh, let's go ahead and take a look at the critics. Georgia, you look up the critics while I look up our critics here. So you go ahead. What do you have? Certainly. Yeah, I've got a few. Um, one of my favorite ones that was, this is the one that was making me laugh when I was looking them up before we started recording. It is from Peter Bradshaw from The Guardian. And it just says, dentistry in the Renaissance could not have been more painful than watching this. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was brilliant. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um Megan Spencer from SPS.com, um, I think it's a, an Australian review website, just said, uh, The Notebook is a kind of syrupy heightened melodrama, more likely to be found in the pages of a Mills and Boone paperback than on the silver screen, which I enjoyed as well because my nana reads Mills and Boone books. So I was like, yep, <laughs> completely. 
Um, our good friend Roger Ebert Ebs. Uh, says, Now here is a story that could have been a tearjerker, but no, wait, it is a tearjerker. It's just that it's a good one. I'm not really sure what he meant by that. It's a bit backwards of a statement. I think, I think he's he saying means... rather than cry because it's sad, you cry because it's good. Yeah. You, yeah. you cry out of a joy it brings you, not out of a negativity. Do we have a star rating for that? Uh, that was 3.5 out of 4. Yeah, so, so really hi. Hi. I did, I did pick up a couple of really funny ones just because I was, didn't like it, so I like finding other people that didn't like it. Quickly, I've got uh, Carrie Ricky from the Philadelphia Inquirer said, if it was a sandwich, it would be two slices of bread without filling. If it were a bridge, it would be two anchorages without a suspension in between. Nice anchorages, though. <laughs> and then John Anderson <laughs> from New Stage just says, a very soggy movie. Wow, Okay. I as like long as it's not ones. a soggy sandwich. Yes, yes, you don't want that. So, uh, our critics, I said, the usual four options. What kind of film is The Notebook? A great film, a good film, an okay film, or a bad film? Ellie, which one of the four do you think won the day? Either good or okay, I think one. Well, where did she I'm going to be optimistic and say good. You should have leaned into your pessimism. An okay film, mm-hmm. 36.4%. It really split actually almost for fairly evenly. Uh, 36.4 said okay, 29.5 said good, 18.2 said great, and only 15.9 said a bad film. But for more specifics, there was a lot of information here, so let's take a look. Alex from Main Street Finance says, My fiance got me to watch this about a year ago. I don't remember much about it except thinking ryan gosling's character was basically a shell we don't really learn much about him and everything he does in the movie is for rachel mcadams to which point i say he does exactly what he says he will do yes mm-hmm. he does yeah uh Dwayne, that's friend of the podcast Dwayne smith Dwayne smith so i only watched this for the first time a month ago a few months ago i fell for rachel mcadams in true detective this cemented it i can see what all the fuss is about the chemistry really works it's a proper love story i definitely found myself rooting for them and the room got dusty and there's a gif of the Sam a bird say it, and she looks like a knockout. Uh, Ray from Not Before Coffee. We always like hearing from Ray from NBC, who says, I am a woman who has never and will never see that film. It holds zero Aww. appeal. But then I don't write Nicholas Sparks as an author, so that might be the root of it. So there we go. I feel like we're on the same page there. I wish I hadn't seen this. <laughs> uh, it's a musical podcast. I'm assuming Danny says, I usually like films like this, but I can't get on board with this one. The characters are so unlikable. Josh from your next favorite movie, maybe fresh off of uh, Ellie's commentary, says, haven't seen it. But I have a story. I was working on a media retailer in December 2004. This big, long, blonde hair biker guy comes in. Think Dog the Bounty Hunter. Wants to know if it will be on DVD. Proceeds to tell me he bawled like a baby in the theater while watching it. (laughs) Carlo says, that's one I haven't seen. It's been on my radar for a while, but I haven't gotten around to it. And that will be friend of the podcast, Carlo. Ed from the Film of Fat podcast says, I was a manager at a blockbuster when this came out on DVD in the fall of 04 and can personally say that yes this movie was huge i remember taking it home one night and thinking it was fine i'm a big nick cassaventis fan so i was happy seeing him make a hit film like this Hermes from the Scuttlebutt podcast says it's a decent adaptation of a decent novel. Growing up, my mother had all the Sparks' work, and I grew my palate by reading a variety of paperbacks. Needless to say, I have a soft spot for this one. 
I appreciate it for what it is and do give credit where it's due. On a secondary plot note, does anyone else feel bad for Lon Hammond? Yeah, I think we all do. Yeah. <laughs> he was an innocent victim of the main storyline that few seemingly give much thought to. Well, I hope we did. I mean, if the yeah. idea is that sometimes life gives you hard decisions, and hard decisions occasionally cause you to, unfortunately, cause pain in others' lives. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw her struggle with that. I think we absolutely did. So yep. there we She go. knew she should be with him because he's the perfect man, but he's not her man. That's right. Dan Mackles, you know where he's from. That's Dan Germackles. He <laughs> said, I only saw it once, but really enjoyed it. I am loath to admit this, but I do have a hopeless, hopeless romantic streak in me. And Same. this film uh, about an enduring love that lasts into the end punched me in the feels. So hard I cried. Whatever. Feelings are dumb. <laughs> uh, film flogger said, Fiona's gagging to do this. Ha! I don't believe in enduring love and all that soppiness. Was this you on Thursday morning? I waited for you for seven years. Thursday morning. Thursday morning, I that was my birthday. No, Thursday was my birthday. Oh, that Friday was, you. was your birthday. I, I don't get the reference. <laughs> <laughs> this is just in the time travel. Oh, no, this is from the notebook. I have no idea what this is. We record on Sunday. Uh, wait, this time, I have no idea what the reference is. Thursday morning. Don't know. Uh, oh, we've got some replies here. Was this? Oh, he's responding to Dan Mackles. All right. Thank you for bringing your stuff into our comment section. Uh, unsighted an English lit podcast says unapologetically. I do not like this film. They never would have gone out if Noah hadn't used abusive tactics to get a first date. Plus, I think it was one of the things trying to popularize though. We love each other, but we don't like each other. Relationship dynamic. Yep. Griff says, enjoyable, touching movie. That ending, every man can reflect on this scene. And it was the, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> no, what do you want? Yeah. Where do you want to eat? Yes. Uh, Julene says, this film is in my top five of all time. I cried like a hungry newborn when I saw this film. <laughs> Baz said, the only thing worse than this movie is the book. <laughs> to which point, Julian says, it's poss- is it possible to make it cry-, cry even more? Lindy Ann says, Nicholas Sparks knows how to do sad. Yes, he does. A walk to remember is sad, which I said, I think I cried multiple times in a walk to remember. And finally, Peter loves movie said, didn't like it, but Gina Rowlands, who plays old Allie, is great in everything, and she was a knockout in that. So, lots of comments from the peanut gallery, the fledgling fandom. Thank you so much for joining. Yeah. Yeah. us on that and now we hear what they have to say what did we have to say so it is time liam what is your rating of the notebook <laughs> okay i really like this film um every time i watch it i cry and every time i try and say to myself don't cry this time don't cry you know the ending it's okay but i find myself blubbing along to every single bit um and so it must reach something in me um, so I'm going to give this eight Canadian geese out of ten. Oh, <laughs> I don't think they were Canadian geese, but... Everything no. else in this film was Canadian. Why not? <laughs> I mean, they they're look not, different. They're not Canadian geese, but I'm just saying... They might be Canadian geese. We don't words, okay? No, a, a Canadian goose is a type of goose, and they it are is. not Canadian geese. Oh, okay. So it, is, it is. <laughs> Georgia, your ranking, please. Um, I think I've already said... I. I had a bit of an oppositional reading i didn't really like it i think kind of like your ian's grumble if like there isn't much story and therefore if you pick up on what the story is going to be really easily very early on there's not much that happens and if you therefore don't really like the two characters again there's there's no side characters there's no side plot you kind of go eh. so but i appreciate some of the the acting is good the acting is not bad at all the acting is good i think it was cast well 
Um, and I like a lot of the uh, the cinematography is nice. So I only give it a six and a half. That's exactly where I thought you were going to go with it. I had you lower. <laughs> Higher than I thought you I had you go. lower until you started your speech. And then I went, oh, I think I know where this is now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ellie, I'm just going to write the number. You go ahead and tell me why it's a 10, shall you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I tried to watch. Well, I did. I did watch it objectively. Um, I you know I noticed a couple of really really tiny things, but no film affects me as much as the Notebook. It makes me feel full and it makes me feel empty at the same time. No film ever makes me cry every single time like this one does. It doesn't make me cry as much as this one does. It affects me the day after as well. It just gives me all of the feels, and I love love the story i love the performances in it and i i just love it I, it is it is my favorite film ever this is the best film ever this is a 10 okay my go um i cried watching a film today it wasn't this one um <laughs> what else did you really? watch <laughs> well for that you can take a look at our real round table coming up on um, uh, on friday i'll reveal that there um i'm trying to think if i cried the first one i don't i don't think so i don't think so i I don't think I f- cry from enduring love sorts of films. I don't think that's what gets me. Um, I think my switch is on something else. Like I cried for, for to serve a love last week and that was something there. I, I just don't know. Um, it's a film with, like I said, I don't think it has a great deal of story, um, but I think the people who were there acted extremely well. And I think, uh, against Georgia's statements that the mother is written to such a level of sophistication and nuance that there's a lot unpacked there. And I like the way they paced it in that you wait until really late in the movie to give you that punch. Um, Although it does make me go, well, why don't you make the choice I think you would make? Because her mom still regrets it all this time later, and then she hums and haws for a bit. So, uh, so all this instead, I'm putting a blender. I am going to come at seven and a half letters, which are far short of 365 <laughs> out of 10. That is how many there were. There were seven and a half. Seven and a half in that bundle, or seven and a half bundles to make your 365. Can you really have half a bundle? A bundle's a bundle. So, <laughs> a small bundle. I liked it. The and bundle was half here, taken out. I was actually sitting here, and I kind of did what, 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 what Liam's been doing lately, where I said, I thought about other movies I've rated similar to it, and I thought, to serve a love. I gave seven and a half, seven a love, and I thought, would I rate this as better as serve a love? And I went, because I thought seven and a half, and then I thought, no, would I rate this worse? I went, no, I'd probably just as likely to watch one as over the other, and I'm like, all right, yeah, seven and a half. Feels good. Feels good. I appreciate all the acting. Um, there's just some story things which don't see. It's just very simple. It's a very simple story. Uh, and that's it for me. So that is it for this week. So the question then goes, Georgia, hot film summer continues next week. This is always scary when we throw it to you because you are the person <laughs> who brought us the hitman's bodyguard. You're I'm the person who brought console. us Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Said it right that time. And the atrocious Howl's Moving Castle. And Amelie. And Amelie. So yeah. there's, there, there's a mix of stuff there. What are we watching next week? Uh, next week, we are going with a film that is very highly rated. Um, we all have experience with it in one way or the other. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to it because it makes me laugh every time. And I just think it's lots of fun. We are doing Monty Python and the Holy Grail. All right. <laughs> Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. I am not a Python fan in any way, shape, or form. Are you not? No. That's really interesting because we, we've done 
Every one of us here have done spam a lot in some capacity. Which mm-hmm. I enjoyed, but I didn't get the jokes. Don't get it. Uh, okay, so that'll be interesting for next week then. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but Monty, I, I am a big Python fan. Um, when we went back, Liam and I went back and watched Life of Brian not that long ago, and I was disappointed by it. I remembered it being funnier than it was. Yeah. I yeah. think I think there's more jokes per minute in, in Holy Grail. Or at least I they're more accessible. I've seen Holy Grail. Really? Okay, very interesting. Mm-hmm. So Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail, directed by, I think, Graham Chapman. I could be wrong on that I one. I don't think the Quest is in there. I believe it is just Monty Python and, and the, the Holy, Holy Grail. Grail. Yeah. There we go. So <laughs> that will be it. Next week, we get to be the knights who say me. But uh, for this week, that's it. So I was going to hit up some promo stuff. Like we said, go check out our, our interview with Jay Salahi, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. Go check out um, Northwood Pie. I almost said American Pie. Go check out <laughs> Northwood Pie. Uh, it is a good watch. And uh, he was more than candid with his decision-making process. It was great to ask him questions about specific minutia of a film. Also, please go ahead and check out To Sir With Love. Uh, the one that, if you if you skipped it because of, you said, I haven't seen that, you heard the positive feedback that came back. People who went, I might not have seen it, but or I might not have found myself watching it, but I really, really enjoyed the episode regardless. I mean, there's something in that, I think. Uh, we have the Real Roundtable coming out on Friday. And get your questions in for the mailbag, the mailbag, next week. So, for best film ever, I've been in. I've been Liam. I've been Ellie. And I've been Georgia. And come on, check us out next week. I guess to put it in the motif of the film, I'll just say, we'll be seeing you. (laughs) Aww. We'll catch you on the flippy flap. The flippy flip flap. And welcome, 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 welcome. welcome. <laughs> Did you forget the, the, the I think intro? It's a podcast that does what I think what it says on the tin. tin. It's best, best film ever. <laughs> My name's Ian. My name's Liam. I'm Ellie. And I'm Georgia. And I'm going to record that again. That can be the coda. What? What just happened? I just, I purposely made the wait. I just yeah. thought that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go.